What the hell was that? It wasn't exactly someone's pet. Strong. Took me down like a sledgehammer. Domestic breeds, even wolves. They're usually more afraid of us than we are of them. I've never even heard of an animal to behave that way. A wild strain, feral interbreeding. Is Dad gonna get rabies? No, sir. It'd be rare for an animal with rabies to try and force its way through a glass window. Yeah, or the front door. How many of them are out there? Predators usually hunt in packs. How many? I don't know. All right, I want everyone to stay inside. Listen. It stopped. It means they're gone, right? I doubt it. You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Episode 183. Welcome to the Buzz to Kill Podcast, where today we get a little rough around the edges. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it's so dumb. Oh, Michael, you are on tonight, my friend. The, 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 the quarantine has made my already terrible sense of humor even worse. Um, to the point where I feel like I need to go just impregnate like five chicks so that the dad <laughs> jokes seem legit. <laughs> Like, I'm on, like, level five dad jokes, I think, at this point. <laughs> Why not just impregnate one chick five times? That would take a really long time. Because then at least you're not a sleaze... No, then at be, least you're not a sleaze bag dad. That would take at least, like, three and a half years. Like, provided that you were, like, back to back to back, you know? I see. I, just, I, I, I don't have that kind of time. I see what you're saying. You know? <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's got that kind of time? Who has that kind of time? <laughs> Except for unless I put, except for Roman put, Catholics, uh, for fuck's sake, what? Um, unless I unless I pump somebody full of uh, quads, <laughs> quads, right? quads. Oh oh oh, quad tu- quad tuplets, <laughs> quad tuplets. Yeah, <laughs> is the octo mom busy? <laughs> And she she kind of turned into a little bit of a sleaze, didn't she? Oh, I think she, <laughs> she did. did a, I think she did some pornos for a little while. I think she, I think she did too. Or she at least had a. Uh, did she actually do? Oh, it? she was I a stripper remember. for a while. She did the uh, she did the uh, the adult gentleman club uh, tour. I know that you, was a thing. You would know that. You followed it no, too. No, no. Or you, I'm you're a groupie. Sure you followed from, her around the country. I'm fairly certain that I learned that from fucking Brian. Tell me that doesn't shock you. It doesn't shock me one bit. <laughs> Except for you. So, uh, speaking of fucking Brian, how have you been, sir? Oh, hey, I'm Mike, by the way. Oh, I'm Jim. And that's so, that's uh, it. Now, that's both of us. Now, now that that's out of the way, <laughs> how have you been, sir? Uh, good. Pretty good. Riding out, man. Going nuts. Just just, just riding the storm. <laughs> oh, dude. I feel like I, there's days where I feel like I'm legitimately losing my fucking mind. Really? Yeah. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still holding up pretty good. You know, I, I, I got some stuff swirling around in my orbit right now, but... Outside of that, I'm, I'm doing pretty good still. I'm getting a couple of days worth of where I'll like, sit on my couch, literally doing nothing, and then I'll I realize it. I've been sitting there for 30 minutes doing absolutely nothing, like just staring at a wall. 
Like, like in my own head. Like, like that, that's happened a couple times. Like you don't even have a TV on or anything like that? Nothing. You're just nothing. Staring at a it's wall. Like, it's huh? like I sit down and I just space for like a half an hour. I'm, um, I'm looking at a thing in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, though, I've, I've been pretty good. I've been keeping, keeping occupied. You know? No, I keep occupied. It's just my kids are nuts and they're home all day. You never realize how long all day is until your kids are there all day. Um, <laughs> I was just say, you never really realize how much you hate your kids until you're around them. No, I, I still love them. They just drive me nuts, man. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's We're having fun, though. It's just my house is a fucking landmine right now. It's like I, <laughs> it's it's like we're hoarders, but we, we're not like... Uh, well, I guess I guess by their very nature, hoarders aren't very tidy, are they? But it's like we're uh, no, that would be the opposite of hoarders. My children are like hoarders who need to be able to see all of their possessions all of the time. So, so I just have. I mean, you know how many trains my son has? Um, about five. Right. Yeah, times a thousand. Sure, They're all <laughs> every single one of his trains is laid out on the front room floor, and he won't let me pick them up. So I've yeah, but isn't that isn't I've, that where they belong though? Yeah, I suppose so. I I've convinced him. I I I'm allowed to pick them up every couple of days so I can at least vacuum the floor. <laughs> and then it's like, listen, kid, we got to make a deal. I'm gonna give you three days, and then I got to vacuum. And okay, that's the deal. Take it or leave. That's it. basically what it is. And he still tells me no, but I uh, <laughs> I give him junk food to persuade him, and then uh, and then you know, my, and then my daughter's like she is just constantly going upstairs and finding new shit to bring downstairs. And then she empties it out on the living room floor. And then instead of putting that back away and taking it back upstairs like a normal person, which I'm I'm guilty of that too. She gets her uh, disorganized clutter bomb of a life from me. But uh, yeah. That's very true. She uh, She just goes and gets more stuff and then brings it down and piles it on top of the other stuff. So my house is embarrassingly just messy right now you i'm should, actually i'm actually gotta... i'm actually sitting in the cleanest room in my house right now and you know how messy the basement usually is uh you you, so... you don't even usually let me downstairs what does that tell you about how messy that basement it's, usually is? it's not even that it's messy it's just there's a lot of stuff down here like there's stuff i need to get rid of and all my musical instruments are in cases just kind of like stacked in the corner you but... keep your kids downstairs what what what, all the stuff I need to get rid of. <laughs> Shut your mouth. But yeah, anyway, I don't know. Same kind of same as last week. It's been a busy week, mm-hmm. but not a lot going on. It's just well, we've been grinding doing, uh, it out. What have you been doing? We've been doing a little, uh, a little some projects. You know, we've been doing quarantines. At least me and uh, me and fucking Brian have been. I don't know what you've been doing this entire time. Well, I've been trying. It's just <laughs> I've been I've been trying, and I can I can say this comfortably knowing that he will never hear this but also i would gladly say it to his face he took one of our probably our most i'm gonna sound like i'm gonna sound like the dad that i am took one of our most rocking tunes and uh <laughs> and and turned it into the buttersoft bitch version and yeah it's so, really so hard Brian... it's, it's not a it's not an arrangement that lends itself to bass very much no, so I had this idea, you know, uh, myself, James, and our friend fucking Brian, uh, we've been, been in bands together for years, and uh, we were in a band about 10 years ago, and uh, it was probably our favorite band that we had that we had done, at least the three of us together, and uh, I had this idea of doing, like, you've seen people during quarantines, you know, they're, you know, 
one person plays and records themselves, send it to the next person, they play and record. And it's like a little live show kind of thing uh, that you post online or whatever. So I figure, why not? Let's 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 deep dive into some old songs and have some fun during this, this little quarantine thing. It'll be like a little live show that we can put on. Well, Brian takes that idea and then starts to think that we need to like produce the hell out of it. So he like he took like like James said, one of our like more most rocking songs <laughs> and like he like literally played it as soft he slowed it down and played it as soft as possible to where bass doesn't even fit over it so you're shit out of luck and then like m- like my vocals are like super soft and like a little bit shaky <laughs> because it's like how do you sing that song any other way yeah i don't i don't know how to say this without offending you but uh your lower register is not your wheelhouse <laughs> No, it's not. No, it's so, not at all. So it's every everything that Brian did sucks. I'm, so Brian, I'm if you it. Brian, if you listen to this, you suck. I'm good with it in a controlled environment. Like if I'm in a studio, you know, and I and I can you know do it over and over and over and actually get it good. You mean you know, I, I can eventually you, get some good takes? But when, like doing folks, it in my folks, house, when he says I don't, when he says controlled environment, what he means is auto tune. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I rarely, rarely use auto. Oh, okay, Patrick's um, song. Play a Patrick's song. No, 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 no. I just, I just don't normally use it. Fuck off but, with that um, auto tune. No, no. It, it's, it's just no. It's not my wheelhouse. You're right. I, I have a higher voice, so singing low and and I'm a little bit nasally, as you can probably if you if you've listened to even one show of ours, <laughs> you know that I'm nasally. Um, so yeah, singing low sucks for me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, we'll uh, do some more in the future here, and uh, they'll be better. Yeah, we'll get but, uh, we'll get something going. We're gonna harden yeah. Brian. We're gonna harden Brian up. Becoming a dad has made him soft. Yeah. So we're gonna we so gotta. I'm convinced. Gotta I'm convinced that all of my all of my years of being a heathen are starting to come back to me. Um, and uh, if if there if you don't even God, need to explain he's... you don't even need to explain that to me for me to tell you <laughs> yes that's probably true. <laughs> But explain if there if there is a, if there is a God he uh, he tested me today um, for COVID. So I what's it for COVID? No, not for COVID. He tested not, not that. Oh, okay. Thankfully, but um, no. So I got the other day. I had gotten a coupon. I've been doing the whole no fast food thing. I said last week my whole story about the fucking pizza delivery COVID guy. Yeah, that I was none too happy about. Well, after last week's show, I was given a coupon for buy one free, buy one get one free Arby's. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now I do love me. I do love me some Arby's. Oh, Arby's. It's like the one fast food that I, I kind of put like above <clears throat> all the rest. You know, mm-hmm. all the little sandwich shops. Um, I just love some roast beef, a good French dip. Get it's some of that. It's because they've the red sauce on a beef and cheddar. I don't know what it's made of. They've got. I think they, like they've got the, the meat. Just man. jerks off on buns. Oh, the That's it. the Arby's sauce. <laughs> it's not Arby's sauce. The red sauce they put on a beef and cheddar is different than the Arby sauce. It is. I don't know what it is. Oh. Yes, I don't know what it is. But anyway, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to use this, uh, it's Saturday, right? It's Saturday. It's, it's practically a holiday I do, in I COVID don't, land. I don't know for sure. <laughs> what, what day it is? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's Saturday. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to cook tonight. I'm going to go grab some lunch and some dinner and uh, just, just be a fat piece of shit today. Mm-hmm. So I went out to um, I did a uh, I went to a buddy's house whose birthday it was today and had a little long distance oh, social, social nip at... Uh, at like uh, like noon today. I got a text. So, I got a text him actually. I forgot to wish him a happy oh, birthday. His birthday's tomorrow, so you're. Fine. Oh, is it tomorrow? Okay. Yeah. Well then, well then, fuck um, you, man. I I'm went, gonna text you tomorrow. <laughs> I went. I went a day early though, so I'm sitting there and I sat. I sat um, in his front yard with him for like maybe an hour today, and the entire time I was in there, I had to piss so bad. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, I don't want to go into the house though to to use his bathroom. So I'm like, screw it. I'm just gonna 
go home and, and whatever. So I'm about 15 minutes away from my house. I'm like squirming like, like a, like a, I don't know, like a something that squirms and uh, like the entire way home. And then I'm like, well, crap, I don't want to have to like go home and then leave again to get my sandwiches. So I'm like, well, screw it. I'm just going to go get in line at, at Arby's. So I'm sitting in line at Arby's. I'm, I'm fucking jigging and dancing in my, in my, in my car because <laughs> I got a piss so bad. And I finally get up there. I put my order in. There's like three cars I got to wait on. I finally get up there. I get my order. And I look in my bag, and they gave me the wrong fucking order. Oh, no. So that I had to drive all the way back around. By this point in time, there's like seven cars that pulled in in front of me. So now I have to wait like an extra 25 minutes. Oh, my God. Dude, I don't know I don't know who who up top I pissed off, but, man, they tested me today. <laughs> and who on bottom you pissed on. <laughs> almost, dude, almost. Speaking of – uh, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just I was just gonna say when I got home, when I got home, there were some people in the parking lot uh of my my complex that probably thought that I was like legitimately injured or something. Like, you know when you're at a movie theater and you just don't get up even though you have to, and when you like you can't straighten your whole body. Yeah, you gotta kinda like hurts. you gotta kinda <laughs> bend over at the waist a little bit. <laughs> I hunched my way into my apartment. <laughs> so bad. Oh. You know, I, I have a complaint regarding food. If we're if you're going to talk about going out to eat, we uh What's that? we had kind of a lazy day today, and then we were, as you saw, we were out on the porch. The kids were playing. We were having a drink, and you know, just enjoying life. And uh, <clears throat> so we decided to get carry out, dude. I, I I I've said this like three times. The last three times we went to Chili's. I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not eating chilies anymore. That place sucks so much. Chilies, baby back ribs. What happened? You're not getting the baby back ribs. What happened? They used to be good. I, th- well, I mean, good is relative. They used to be decent, but Applebee's, oh. Applebee's sucks, and Chili's is Applebee's with Southwest sauce, which I've said before, and they both, <laughs> they both blow. I'm never eating at either one of those again until, until, I until I, still- I do. And then I will be on here bitching about it again. <laughs> I I wish out of those two, I'll take a Ruby Tuesdays any day of the week. Mm. I, used, I do love I used a to, good Ruby. I used Tuesday. to work at Ruby Tuesday. That's that's good food. You served a you served a porn star once. I did. At Ruby uh, Tuesdays. <laughs> what the hell is her name? <laughs> Riley. Oh no, like uh, Raven Riley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, she wasn't even in my section. But I recognized her when she came in, your, and I your, I went and I sex my sex my sex chin. <laughs> I, I uh, she wasn't even she wasn't even in my section because she sat like at the at the bar and I wasn't serving the bar at the time, and um, I went and I I told the dude who was serving I was like I'm gonna take that table. He's like why? I was like it's a porn star sitting out there. You know I gotta take that table just for fun, just to say that I served a porn star. You know. Oh, oh! You served her already. Oh yeah, yes. I oh yeah. <laughs> served her some you hot your, your soup, little greasy, <laughs> your little greasy mozzarella stick. <laughs> oh, that's so gross and so, and it offends me so much. <laughs> oh, this is this is where we're at. This is where we're at in life. Quarantine has made us to the point where we uh, we're talking about porn stars and pee. Uh, P stories. That's those. Are, those are our lives now. Yeah, we've really fallen <laughs> off, huh? I mean, we didn't like we didn't set the bar high before, but we're fucking we're ducking under it now. <laughs> wherever mm-hmm. wherever it was set, it's it's gone. Oh, it's the it's bar's fallen. gone. 
the posts that were holding the bar up fell down too. <sighs> anyway, uh, speaking of setting the bar low, why don't we get into some corrections from last week? Stupid! You're so stupid! All right. Um, I got one correction. I don't know if you have anything. Um, I was at the end of the episode last week. I would have sworn on a stack of Bibles that the original Rosemary's Baby had a police commissioner in it, and that that was also, and that was in both. I was 100% wrong. There was no police, like detective or commissioner or whatever, in the original at all. Did I say there wasn't? You kept telling me that there was, where there wasn't. Okay. And I was like, no, dude, there absolutely is. There absolutely is. Because I kept saying that I liked how in the remake, uh, in the remake, the uh, the cop wasn't in on it, and and he was a victim as well. Yeah. Whereas in the original, he was in on it. There was no cop in the original. <laughs> you fool. That's I think that's what happens when you watch remakes uh, or an original and a remake back to back, especially two movies that are so similar. They kind of just meld a little bit, you know, when you watch them that back to back. So yeah, I'm trying to think. Of, there was another movie that we watched where we did a compare and contrast, and we. We kept crossing the wires, like we didn't know which one was which. I can't remember which one it was though. Doesn't really matter, but yeah, it it happens. Like that's it's tough when you're watching the same movie. Essentially, it was a Nightmare on Elm Street because those movies are so similar. <laughs> that's what it was, <laughs> and equally as good. Right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? right? Am I right? Equally. All right. I don't have any corrections from last week, so because because right. well, as because uh... as always, I was perfect. You were what? I was perfect. I, 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 was, I was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking that your I keep thinking that your audio is cutting out, but you're I don't think you're actually saying anything. I, I was I was perfect. I hate you so much right now. All right, we're moving on. I was perfect, Mike. Um, yeah, yeah, you're perfect. Um, okay, James, what are we doing this week? Uh, well, first of all, I'm I'm going to uh, I just clipped, so I'm gonna get rid of that. Oh, you clipped. I clipped it. Damn it. Um, this week we are talking about, um, talking about, uh, some, some good, go- some good boys gone bad, right? Yeah. The goodest, bo- yeah. the goodest boys in all the land, but they just kind of, they went bad. Um, <laughs> we're, who's, who's a good boy? We're, we're talking about one of the movies that we're talking about is, uh, the furthest thing from a, a horror movie that we've ever done on this yeah, show. Where, what were you thinking when you picked this movie? Well, I originally saw <laughs> I originally saw the trailer for this movie on Shudder, and Shudder is a horror movie streaming service. That's true. That's true. I'll give that to you. I if if I didn't know anything about it and I knew it was on Shudder, I would probably just instinctively think that it was a horror movie as well. And I watched the trailer um, and I saw the dogs and I was like, "Hey, that looks interesting." Like even if it wasn't going to be a super scary uh, horror movie. I f- I figured it it would at least have some overall genre like themes to it themes and, stuff. and tones you know yeah um and it does I mean it's it's not like uh, like the last maybe twenty minutes of the movie has some yeah I was to say the last hor- third of the movie like, I think it, it does it has it's very genre leaning but the I, last I, third of the movie I'd say it's probably even more like action than it is horror you know yeah what I, mean? I mean there's some gore. There's yeah, the, some yeah, there's some gore and some, and some stuff like that, but but yeah, uh, so that movie that movie's called White God, um, mm-hmm. and then the other movie is a horror movie, and it's called The Pack. The Pack. The Pack. Um, yeah, 
I have a lot to talk about that one. All right. A lot. Good. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to get into it. Good. Looks like we're gonna have a nice two and a half hour long show for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, to go along with those movie choices, uh, young Michael here, young Michael, the old so and so. We uh, he he went out and got Flying Dog Thunder Peel. Ooh, a hazy IPA. I, I regret to inform you that none of these movies actually had a flying dog in it, though. That would be awesome. There was no flying dogs. There was like dogs. If there was a dog with wings. That'd be amazing. There was <laughs> there was dogs that jumped and 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 dogs that leapt. So I guess they were flying for if but a moment. So uh, the beer you were. Oh, hold on. This is. Uh, 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 uh. Is this the? Damn What's it! Up? I can never. Flying dog always puts so much shit on their box that I can never tell if it's. If this is the write-up. Ooh. The last little bit in my can was just, like, dark. Like, it was, like, <laughs> every bit of sediment you could possibly imagine. <laughs> the last little bit in my can was dark. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> um, I don't... I think this is... I, I think this is Flying Dogs overall. Uh, let me... The beer you are about to taste may, in fact, change your life. No longer will securing that same old parking spot at the office give you a false sense of accomplishment. Coloring outside of the lines will start to feel like the only option. Always wear clean underwear. Hell, you may not even wear underwear anymore at all. I threw the I threw the at all in the at the end because I realized I was at the end of the sentence and I was still I was still <laughs> I was still going up. <laughs> so I was saying I was I was saying like hell, you may not even be wearing underwear anymore. And I just I, fell off a cliff. I appreciate the on-the-spot uh, verbal editing. Um, I have the improv. actual Thunderpeel uh, description. Challenge the status quo. Welcome to the Republic. No, don't. That's my job. All right, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I got it right here. Unfiltered for your pleasure with haze for days, Thunderpeels are intensely aromatic take on the New England IPA. We dry hop this bad boy with Citra Galaxy and Mosaic hops during fermentation to deliver a storm cloud of juiciness. That's 100% thunder and 100% peel. Uh, that's actually my porn name. 100% thunder. That's that's it. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm 100% peel. I'm just constantly sunburned. Despite the fact that no citrus fruits were harmed in the making of this beer, you'll swear we murdered an entire Florida orange grove. Uh, constantly hold, uh, consistently holding its own alongside bold dishes like mango chutney, fish tacos, and dragon-level spicy Chinese takeout. What about, like, Chinese take-in? Like, if you were to eat in a Chinese restaurant, would it not hold up then? Does it no. have to be takeout? Well, you'd have to be able to take the beer into the Chinese restaurant. Go to like Chicago. I was gonna, and I was gonna say, and in order to do that, you'd have to be in Chicago. <laughs> but that was a Thai food restaurant, wasn't That's it? True. No, there's, you can do that with a lot of restaurants in Chicago. I think. Oh, you can. Yeah, yeah. They have a, they have like an open a lot of an open door policies with that. They have them in Detroit too, though. Quick, I right? guess. I guess that's how. I guess that's how they try to make Chicago be more appealing. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your own booze. All right, James. Let's. Uh, that was guy taste. that was all wrong, by the way. That's what? why that's why I read the descriptions. There was, was there wrong. was so much about that that should have been sexy. It started with it started with hopped for your pleasure. Right there, you should have you should have picked up on the fact that the rest of it unfiltered you for your pleasure. Exactly. Ah, well, see, that I'm well learning. even even still that was 
It was a bit nasally. <laughs> Unfiltered for your pleasure. <laughs> Listen, man, some some chicks like that, okay? <laughs> they they love the sound of a guy that can't breathe. <laughs> are are you are you are you ready for the pleasure now? <laughs> are you ready for are you ready for me to pleasure you? <laughs> Uh, what is your level of satisfaction? On a on a on a on a scale from one to ten, uh, one being one being dissatisfied and ten being satisfied, could you please rate my performance? <laughs> zero zero one one zero one. I will I will accept the answer in the form of a Venn diagram or a pie chart or binary. Why does this suddenly? Why is this suddenly? Now we're making fun of dorky people, which don't get us wrong. We're dorks too, imagine, so we're allowed to. But can you imagine if you hooked up with somebody and then, like, you know, guy or girl, and then you woke up the next morning and they're just like setting up on like tripods in front of the bed, <laughs> like a whole like chart, like charts and descriptions of how the night went. <laughs> except, except for. With our luck, well, not me anymore because I'm I'm not single. But with with your luck, it wouldn't be them asking how their performance was. It would be a review. Oh, it'd be straight rating it'd you. Be, it'd be a review of your performance. <laughs> so right around the 26 minute mark, you did you did There's, you did something in this position, and uh, that um, that was terrible. Yeah, and like right before it was over, I don't know if you noticed or not, but you farted. <laughs> oh, I noticed. <laughs> that's that's my move. That's my There's... finisher. <laughs> By the way, you know how this is. You know how you know that this is a a, a fictional situation. As I said, the twenty six minute mark for you. <laughs> hey, it has no, if, I, there's, that there's whatever. A small, there's a small part of me that would like be. Well, there's a big part of me that would be super offended at first, but then there's like a small part of me that like after a second I'd be like, you know what? This could this could be beneficial. I sort of appreciate the feedback, honestly. <laughs> right? <laughs> like not enough a lot people of time are and effort. Not enough people are honest about the feedback. All right, you know? speaking of some feedback, let's uh ah, beer some. Good. Cheers. Cheers. Speaking of <laughs> feeding back gross. Wow. That really is super orangey. They weren't kidding. It's like you're drinking orange juice. Oh, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> I just drank this, almost the whole thing. This is a breakfast <laughs> beer if I've ever had one. Yeah. Like I just, 100%. This is a breakfast beer. Yeah. And I just had breakfast. Okay. I just, so <laughs> I just drank almost this whole beer. <laughs> it was good. So, you know, we were talking about that coffee, that coffee beer, the, uh, that, you know, before that you could just pour into a Frappuccino cup and then know would be the wiser. So yeah. You got that one in the front cup holder and in the back cup holder, you just pour out like a <clears throat> bottle of Tropicana, you pour this in, and then you got mm. yourself a drink for the ride home. <laughs> You know, you drink, you drink the one beer while dropping your kids off to school. And then once they're gone, you, you drink the other one. <laughs> Daddy <you're> needs, dropping... <laughs> Daddy needs his Tropicana. <laughs> don't, don't talk to Daddy until he's had his Tropicana. <laughs> I love it. You could totally have like a kid growing up not knowing what the hell that meant. <laughs> you, just learn, you just learn like later on in your age, like, holy shit, dad was a straight up alcoholic. <laughs> holy crap. Uh, oh, crap. This is delicious though. I can yeah, it is, highly it is recommend really this. Good. If you can find Flying Dog in uh, in your area, I highly recommend it because this is delicious. It's fine. It's Flying Dogs from Michigan, aren't they? Are they? 
I don't believe so. I can so. never remember. Um, flying dog. It could be. Nope. Frederick, Maryland. 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 <laughs> I mean, they both started. That was them, right? way off. Close enough. But, uh, yeah. Yep. So that's, uh, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's good. So that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. Right, uh, we have to start with some uh, unfortunates here. Uh, lots of them, actually. Oh, geez, really? It sucks. Okay. Yeah, we got three. We got three, three deaths to talk about. Uh, first off, uh, rest in peace to Paul Haddad. Uh, Paul Haddad was the uh, the voice actor for the original Resident Evil Two. Is that H A? Is Leon. that H A D D A D? H A what? How do you spell his last name? Oh, H A D D A D. Yeah, I think it's probably yeah, Haddad. I think it's probably Haddad. It could be Haddad. Haddad. Um, Haddad. <laughs> Haddad. It's fun to say that way. Um, anyway, though, he was the original voice actor for Leon in Resident Evil Two, which is, uh, you know, with its original, like those were landmark games, in, especially in the horror uh, horror gaming and stuff. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. So he, pa- he passed away at the age of fifty six uh, from throat cancer. Ooh. Apparently that's something that he had been battling for a while. Um, I actually know him better because I never actually played the Resident Evil games. At least when they first came out, mm-hmm. I was more of a late bloomer to him. Yeah, uh, but he voiced uh, Quicksilver on Fox's X Men cartoon. Oh, and I was a big, big fan of the X Men cartoon. So, uh, so I definitely know him from that. Uh, so, uh, so rest in peace to uh, Paul uh, Haddad. How how old did you say he was? Fifty six. Oh man, that sucks. Yep. So he was definitely young. Um, rest in peace to high tension actor Philip Nahan. Um, uh, N A H O N, Nahan. No, N A yeah, that's probably Nahan, right. Nahan, Nahan depends on de- well, depends on where he's from. Quite frankly, well, it's French. High Tension is a French movie. Oh yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. So it's probably um, like Nahan, 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 Philip Nahan, Philip Nahan. Um, anyway, the rest rest in peace to actor Philip Nahan. Uh, he passed away at the age of eighty one. Uh, apparently, he was he was the guy that played the killer. Yeah, that turned out to if you've seen High Tension, turned out to not really even be uh, a real uh, character. Uh, ah, come on, knock it off. It's an old movie. No. That's one anyway, of the, he played the killer. He a, played the killer. It's a fantastic twist. Don't don't ruin it. Sorry. Well, too late now. Well, you, do, you um, already did. Yeah. He was uh, he was already suffering from an illness, I guess, and then uh, that was aggravated by contracting COVID. Ah, oh, man. So the COVID uh, added to whatever it was he had going on, and ultimately he passed away huh. uh, at the age of eighty-one. So rest in peace, uh, Philip Nahan. And then last but certainly not least, rest in peace to cinematographer. Alan Davieu, uh, he was 77 years old, um, and he unfortunately did pass away from COVID-19. Man. Yeah. Uh, I just, like I said last week, I will be happy when I don't have to ever say this again. But uh, anyway, he was uh, super famous for shooting E.T., the extraterrestrial. Oh, wow. Small little movie. Little. Tiny little movie little by an up-and-comer named Steven Spielberg. Have you heard mm-hmm. of him? Well, Stevie, still, Stevie Spielberg, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've heard he of him. also shot uh, select scenes, uh, mostly I think the scenes that took place in the desert in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. Uh, oh wow! Another was, small, yeah. small little independent feature. Sure, little. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, he's done. He's he's 
guy's done some shit. Um, he also <clears throat> basically started Amblin Entertainment with uh, Steven Spielberg. Really? By shooting their original, very first short film called Amblin. Hmm. So he was a part of like basically the whole, the whole genesis of Have you ever seen Amblin. that that short film? I've not. No, I actually didn't even know that it was a thing, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, that's uh, so the first I time I now want to go watch it. So, uh, like I said, rest in peace to uh, to Alan Davieu, uh, seventy seven years old. Unfortunately, fucking COVID nineteen. Oh gosh, is taking more from us. Sucks. Um, speaking of COVID, uh, I got some news for uh, some uh, some movies that have been moved around due to the COVID uh, pandemic. Here, mm-hmm. yep. um, we keep talking about Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange. Uh, it's been moved once again. Uh, it's the release dates. Uh, it was originally supposed to be coming out in May of 2021. That got moved until November of that year. Uh, but now it has shifted again to March 25th, 2022. Really? Uh, yeah. So it's getting pushed back even more. Wow. It, it's got. It makes you wonder. You know, the the Marvel Phase <coughs> One through Three was this well-oiled machine. Right, like they they had their their timelines down. They they pumped those movies out over the course of the last decade, like yeah. crazy time. Yeah, um, it seems like even before COVID happened, it seems like the the future of the Marvel franchises were a little bit weird. Like they didn't you feel know, like almost, they were going to be as big of a deal. Yeah, almost as like the original three were. Almost like they didn't know exactly where to take it, which is odd because. I feel like they had to have, right? I mean, you still have all the same people that that are that planned everything out. It's not like they wouldn't plan for the future. Yeah. But like with all like the streaming shows they're doing, and then the and then the sparse movies, it's like I don't know if their whole idea was to do a different like approach to how they were doing it. But yeah. now with COVID, and these movies are getting spread out so far now because of everything else. I wonder if this is like seriously screwing up any plan that they had. So it's got to make you wonder how this release schedule is going to look and how these <clears throat> stories are going to be told uh, going forward. You know? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, hopefully once things get back on track, they can kind of get back into the swing of things, you know? But who I knows? So. Yeah, who knows? I hope so. Uh, speaking of comic book movies, another movie that has been uh, pushed back a little bit was Matt Reeves' The Batman. Uh, that has swapped release dates from June 25th, 2021 to October 1st, 2021. So not terribly far, but definitely shifted back a few months. Um, which who knows? That might not be the last time that shifts either. That because that's just kind of it is what it is at this point. Kill the Batman. Yeah, the Batman. I do love that name. Just the Batman. The Batman. It's, is that the one? That's the one with um, Patrick. Uh, not Patrick. Homeboy. Uh, fucking yeah. J- Jacob. Wow. Jacob Cullen. Jonathan. What? Nope. Yep. What? Hold on. No, no, no. Pattinson. There we go. What, what's <laughs> it? Hold on. Actually, I I, I was making I was making a joke, but what is this? What's his What's his name in Twilight? I've never seen the Twilight movie. It's Cullen something. Because people were team Jacob, I think, was the werewolf, right? Yeah, Edward. Edward. Edward Cullen. Yeah. Okay. Eddie. Stop (laughs) your twinkling, Eddie. Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I'm super super excited. I can't wait for the sequel, though, that you're going to (laughs) love. What? It's going to be called Because Batman. Because Batman, that's like all, the, all the super. I can see the trailer right now. All the super villains are sitting around a table. All of our business is dead. Everything's going to shit. Why? There's just some because a- Batman. There's just some <laughs> asshole in the in the corner, sipping coffee, going. 
because sipping milk because sipping milk sipping on milk going because because batman <laughs> oh, fuck you i love it <laughs> and, um, and that's that's the end of the movie everybody just looks at him and just goes Fuck, fuck you, dude. <laughs> this, fucking, this fucking guy. End Next movie. movie Next movie ends. is Batman versus the Milkman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Milkman. He just he just has a he just has like a, a like a real shitty milk mustache the entire time. <laughs> he just he his 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 villain is his uh, super villain um attribute is he just impregnates everybody's mothers. <laughs> the Milkman. <laughs> That's actually that was actually his and, oh, and then he, he and then he creates an army with all of his bastard children. Saying. Oh my god, he that's does that, brilliant! He does that when he's young and nobody suspects it, and then when he gets older, he becomes the milkman, and now he's got this <laughs> legion of followers. These tiny little two percent, two percent of the population is his. <laughs> it's perfect when he when he when he goes to like cut somebody's head off. He goes, "I'm just gonna." Skim a little off the top, you know. You know what, Come on, man. man, that was gold. You, I keep you peaking. Know what, I'm peaking really bad. You're gonna have a hell of a time mixing me tomorrow. Sorry. Yes, that's okay. I'm pe- the, uh, the very the very end of it's like the uh, the bad guy. He's like, you know what? Or the Batman. He's like, you know what, Milkman? You're really a whole D. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. The one liners are they write themselves. I'm gonna make a That's movie a, post for this. I'm and actually post it this week to our page. I'm actually stealing that. That's gonna be an, an insult of mine from now on, dude. You're you, you're being a whole deer right now. <laughs> oh it. my lord! All right, moving on here. Um, one movie that we uh, sort of liked last year was Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I think we both uh, liked it. Thought it could have been a little better, but yeah, uh, yeah. we liked it enough. Yeah. Uh, well, Guillermo del Toro and Andre Overdahl will be teaming up once again for the sequel to last year's oh, Scary cool. Stories. Uh, no details yet, but one has to imagine they're going to be using more stories from those books. Yeah. That, that seems like a safe bet at this point. And here's the thing. Even though we were not completely overwhelmed by what we got from the, uh, from the first one, Mm-hmm. I, f- I still I feel like they're the right duo for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had, I had no problem with uh, the stories they told. For me, it was more the visuals. That was that was more my problem that I had with it. If what, I'm remembering it correctly, what was it about the visuals that you didn't like? Uh, well, they were inconsistent. Like it, it kind of looked like there was like different effects artists working on different parts of the movie. There was that really bad CGI for the the gangly noodle man. I don't remember who he was. Gangly noodle uh, at man. the end. Oh, know, was, oh, the uh, Mitai Doti Walker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that that was weird. Like, <laughs> I just, I just looked. Uh, you guys can't see me, obviously, but I, I want to fess up and tell you that I looked like a complete asshole when I just said that. <laughs> I was like, I go, I go. Oh yes, oh yes. Of course, the Mitai Doti Walker. As I was adjusting my glasses. <laughs> Uh, oh, of course you're you're speaking of the uh, Mitai Doti Walker. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> um, what no, a I, think I think they're still such an asshole. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I think they're still great for the uh, great for the movie. So I mean, that's fine. Um, I uh, I look forward to it. You know, if if that one is as, <clears throat> as at least as good as the one before it, then between the two movies, you have one and a half good movies, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, 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 yeah, I liked what they did. I, I want to rewatch that one too. 
I, yeah. f- I feel like uh, this, the scary stories books were such a huge part of my childhood that it was it was it was hard to not like it was hard to separate my childhood from the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I want to go back and rewatch it and not be such a not be such a picky prick about it. But yeah, no, I get that. I mean, yeah. it's, something, it's something that you absolutely love. So it's like why you're you're going to be a little bit. Uh, protective of it you know it's got to yeah. live up to your like if they remade like what did i love from my childhood like if they if they remade um jenna loves brianna <laughs> i would be I, I would be i'd be tearing that apart with like a fine tooth comb you know like don't uh, don't, don't shit on uh, one of the greatest stories ever told <laughs> those are 32 double <laughs> f's and they're supposed to be 32 double g's <laughs> Okay. Got thirty-two double Fs. I'm not quite sure I'd want to watch that to begin with. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's. I'm pretty sure that's relatively close. Uh, whew, I don't know. Anyway, though, um, <laughs> the greatest of movies we did gra- like. The greatest story ever told. <laughs> Sorry. Find me ahead. a better romance. Find me a better <laughs> romantic comedy. Okay, please. Mm. <laughs> they really did throw their whole heart and soul into those performances. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they did. All right. Speaking of movies we did like, though, uh, Train to Busan mm. was one of our absolute favorite zombie movies I think ever. Yeah, man. In a world where I hate zombie movies because I'm just done with them, <laughs> I loved Train to Busan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were treated later that year uh, to, or later uh, after that movie came out, rather, to an animated prequel called Soul Station. Soul Station. Uh, and that would be uh, from director Yan Sang Ho. Now he has teamed up with Netflix to do a new show called Hellbound. Which is uh, based off of a Korean web comic called Hell. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty awesome to me. Yeah, uh, it's going to tell the story of surviving uh, surviving under social chaos when a group of supernatural beings appear and condemn people to hell. A new religious group interprets them as the will of the divine, and what unfolds through this predicament is an intense and highly charged story about people who must survive under conditions of utter social chaos. So huh. pretty much, it's just. COVID-19 in a supernatural world. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Sounds, <laughs> Pretty much what it is. I was going to say, sounds very socially relevant. Uh, yeah, right. that sounds that sounds interesting, man. Now, getting, <clears throat> reading the release of this, I can't figure out for sure if this is going to be an animated series or they're, if they're adapting it to a live action. I hope it's, li- in the I hope it's live actually... action. Um, so I, do I. I like Soul Station, but uh, I, I don't, I, like, I liked Soul Station for what it was. I don't know if I would be... I, I'm very interested in this story. I don't know if I would be that interested in watching it animated, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I, I agree. <clears throat> I like animation, but I feel like animation has to be really, really good to hold my interest. Yeah. Or there has to be something about it that visually holds my interest. Soul Station was good, but I found the art style to be... I don't want to say boring... But it was like really kind of drab, and like it didn't really pop all that much, which was the style. Yeah, and I'm not giving it crap for it. It's just personal preference. It wasn't really my thing. Um, but it was a great story. Like if Soul Station was a live action, it would have been I, fantastic. Like on a on a on a story level, that that movie was actually really good. I I don't think mm-hmm. I had ever been on the edge of my seat for a for an animated movie before, and that one no that one got me a couple times. Yeah, and I think <clears> when we did our review of it, we both loved it. I'm just saying, yeah. it's not like you put you put Train to Busan on one side of a, of a, a 
what do they call those things, a scale, there'd be no contest. Oh, yeah. Like, it, yeah. it Train to Busan will win every single time. Oh, it's yeah, just, of course. It is what it is. Um, so anyway, though, I'm still excited for this. Though. I hope this is a live-action uh, series. And uh, it sounds cool. And we all know from Train to Busan that he's really good at creating tension and, and these weird kind of socially disruptive situa- uh, situations. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Who knows when the fuck we're going to get it because, you know, the world's ending. But, hey. It's coming in like 10 years. Um, let's see here. So, so am I. Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I really hope not right now. <laughs> like not right at the second. No, 10 years. I'm coming in 10 years. Oh, in 10 years. years. Oh, okay. Well, I, hey, good on you. I mean, may, you, maybe also right now, but so also, your, but also after, in 10 years. It's after your wife leaves you. You've, been, you've just been like desolate for seven years. And like right now, 10 years from this very moment... <laughs> You're finally meeting a woman that will give you the time of day. I'm finally now, meeting. Ironically, I'm finally meeting one of those Japanese pillows that people marry. I was going to say, ironically, ten years from this moment too will mark the two year anniversary since my transition. So take that for what you will. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying that uh, we're crossing streams, but I mean, we might be crossing streams. I mean, I mean, every <laughs> everybody knew that it was meant to be, so so I do. F- it is so, what it is. Real quick here, real quick here. Um, I've not mentioned this to you, but I noticed something the other day. Uh, last week or two weeks ago, actually, rather, I made a music video for an old band that we used to be in, the same band that we were talking about earlier, same yeah. song, actually, we were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um Just not the Buttersoft bitch James version. And I, James and I were a part of a, um, a little film group that was doing a uh, 48-hour film fest. And so we, we shot and edited half of it, but never finished it. So we had this footage. And it's about uh, this guy who was in the, in the war or whatever. He finds out that his wife is pregnant, and he puts a message in a bottle, and then we never finished the story. Mm-hmm. The song... I don't know what the hell just happened to my voice just now. Well, song. <laughs> the song. Sorry, the song man, I'm is used to also it. about a message in a bottle. So I'm like, how in the hell? And no, it's not a cover of a Christina Aguilera song. How in the hell did I never realize this and put two together? So I made a music video for it. Wait, hold on. You mean the police? Hmm? Cover of the police. Oh, Genie in a Bottle is what <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> yes, the police. It'd be great if it was a cover of the police song. Um, but no, so there's a part of the song, though, where the line is, um, I never wanted you, I've always needed you, right? That's the line of the song right before the big chorus comes in. Yeah. And I, and I didn't realize this until after I watched it. The line that says, I never wanted you was on my face, and the line that says, I've always needed you goes to your <laughs> face. <laughs> that was, you. so your subconscious was hard at work on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, is like your character is shell shocked, lying back. So you're just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's amazing. It's it's fantastic. It's, I'm never changing it. <laughs> it. It's bound it's bound to happen one of these days, folks. Oh my god! All right, back to the news here. Um, uh, and the Andy Circus, uh, to be directed by Andy Circus, sequel to Sony's Venom, got a title this week. <clears throat> that's that's fun news, right? Okay. Um, it's called Venom. Let There Be Carnage. Ooh. I think it's a shitty title. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. It's terrible. <laughs> it should be Venom Maximum Carnage. Because oh, that was the fucking 
comic thing, like where Carnage was introduced. Well, maybe they oh, I actually maybe they weren't maybe they weren't allowed to. I don't it's, know. They they own the characters. I mean, I can't imagine. I don't know. Just seems dumb. Let there be carnage. Yeah, let on, stupid. Let there be carnage. I think it's stupid, but hmm. regardless of which, that's uh, going to open on hey, June twenty fifth. Hey, you but, make a movie then, okay? You know what, James? I will. Actually, I already did, and I professed my love for you. <laughs> uh, let there be venom. Let there be just, carnage. Just for will open just for the June record. June twenty fifth. Just for the record. 2021, I'm you, talking over you. Just for the record, you didn't have to make a movie to profess your love for me. You could have just well, said it. Just well, say just say what you mean. Anyway, go ahead. James, I'm in love with you. Ugh. <laughs> See? See? This is why I have to code it. Oh, uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage will open on June 25th, 2021, at least as of right now. Let's be honest. That's probably going to change. Uh, one movie, though, that seems to be untouchable by the coronavirus uh, is Tremors Island Fury, which I still think sounds like a theme park ride and absolutely should be a theme park <laughs> ride. I'm just saying, where you go in and you ride Michael Gross's worm. Come on. It's, it's amazing. It no, writes you, itself. You ride Michael Gross's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, anyway, according to Michael Gross, uh, the movie the movie completed sh- uh, shooting before the outbreak started, so it's just in editing right now, and that's a pretty uh, it doesn't involve very much human interaction. So that movie is still being worked on and uh, is going to be finished, and uh, it's being released directly to VOD. So that movie is still on track to be released around uh, Halloween this year, uh, like it's originally slated to. So cool. Hey. That's one thing that you can look forward to. Hopefully, you're a Tremors fan. If not, you have a Tremors movie to look forward to. <laughs> it, al- it also that makes you that makes you realize how sad editors' lives are, because <laughs> you said it involves it involves zero human contact. <laughs> you're locked away for 16 hours a day editing Tremors Island Fury. There might not be too many editors that disagree with that, though, either. You know. Oh no, no, and they, it's, it's they, sad reality. No, they probably like they probably love it. You know. What I'm looking forward to, though, the, is we did a Tremors retrospective. Oh yeah, a couple years ago. Since we've done that retrospective, though, one movie's already come out. Yep. So October of this year, we get to have an actual episode to continue on our retrospective. Fantastic. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Absolutely. Um, speaking of things that, <clears throat> what's new on blue? <laughs> Sweet, man. That was good. <laughs> all right. Uh, I've only got two here for you, which, uh, should make all of you rejoice. David Marmer's 1BR will be hitting DVD and Blu-ray on June 2nd. The film follows Sarah, who, after leaving behind a painful past, scores the perfect Hollywood apartment only to discover that her surprisingly welcoming neighbors may harbor a dangerous secret. What's the perfect Hollywood apartment, by the way? <laughs> um, one that costs less than three grand a month and 100, 100, includes water? <laughs> 100 square feet, $9,000 a month. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's, per- that's not far off. <laughs> Perfection. <laughs> that's not far off. Talk um, to Vito. I've had many a conversation with Vito about uh, how much it costs to live out there. Jesus oh, Christ. dude. I can't even imagine. I don't imagine. know how they do it. 
I mean, correct, um, you get paid more when you live out there, but still, it's ridiculous. I mean, that much, though? Plus, you got to worry that like, your house is going to burn down every single season because half of California burns down every single season. Or, it's or be terrifying. Or slides away in a landslide. Or, or slides away. <laughs> and then people just rebuild their homes right on, on the side of that same mountain. <laughs> I just, I don't get it, man. Michigan's awesome. Just move to Michigan. <laughs> Michigan's so awesome. Why not, would you not, not right live now. here? Not well, right now. You can't get you can't get your seeds. Can't get your seeds of your plants. Damn it. <laughs> um, I'm I'm hurting for it. I'm hurting for an herb garden, dude. I am hurting for an herb garden. You don't even know. <sighs> All right. Um, I know a guy named Herb. You can just <laughs> bury him in your backyard. <laughs> Something a, might grow. <laughs> I'm hurting for a herb garden. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay. With the announcement that the 1953 version of War of the Worlds is headed to the Criterion Collection in July, it seems only fitting that Steven Spielberg's 2005 version, starring Tom Cruise, is headed to 4K Ultra HD. Paramount brings... Spielberg? Uh, yes. He, I mean, I think he just produced it, but still, I didn't even know he was associated with it. Hey, man. Weird. Weird. Sorry, that's all that's, that's all I interrupted you for. Paramount brings the war to 4K Ultra HD on May 19th, 2020. And that's it. That's it for blues, boys. I think you should talk like that for the entire rest of the episode. See how, <laughs> many, see how, many, see how many more <laughs> listeners we can lose. Uh, Roger. Roger that. <laughs> all right. Um, so I don't know why, but it seems like when, when talking about horror franchises, or yeah. just franchises in general, um, Adding adding the element of snow to a movie is exciting to me, and Jay- I don't know why that is. Jason in the snow, dude. We've always said I, it. I've wanted it for so long. So much blood. A, I mean, Friday uh, Friday 3D was supposed to be that a little bit. Um, so <laughs> oh, and there, there was that uh, there was that what was that script that you you gave me to write or not yeah, to write to one, read that Friday one? Oh, was it? Fr- yeah, yeah. And it was Jason in the snow, and even just reading it. I can mm-hmm. tell how amazing it would have been. Like there's a um, like somebody's wrong turn movie. I think it's Wrong Turn Five that takes place at a ski resort in the snow, and it's awesome simply because it takes place in the snow. Yep. Like there's just something about the white snow and red blood or something like that. Like such a contrast in colors <laughs> that is appealing. I don't know. It's great. But um, we got a new update from Colin Trevorrow who is directing the new Jurassic World Dominion movie. Uh So this is obviously from back when they were filming, because let's be honest, no one's doing shit right now. Of course. But he put out a uh, a, a behind-the-scenes photo of them filming, and they are filming in a completely snow-laden area. Yes. So I'm my hope is, and I'm not saying this is true, this is pure speculation. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But my hope is that... Not only are the dinosaurs on mainland for this one, mm-hmm. which which we know they are, but hopefully the story takes place over the winter, because mm. that would be awesome. Because the sun goes down earlier in the winter, you know what I'm saying? So a lot more, you know, dark and scary moments could happen. Yeah, but but di- dinosaurs know, dinosaurs in the snow. It sounds awesome. Dinosaurs are also cold blooded, though, and uh, when you have a cold blooded reptile who's in a cold uh, uh, cold environment they tend to just go to sleep to well, conserve energy the, the whole and stuff. theory there is that dinosaurs are not reptiles so they're not no they're they're more closely related to birds oh yeah 
so they're not reptiles. So they they're might so, not have been cold They're still cold blooded, though. They might not have been. Uh-huh. We don't know that. I well, thought there's going to be a lot of dinosaur uh, corrections for next week. But hold, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. In reality, yes, dinosaurs were more closely closely related to birds, but the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park were made from crossing frog DNA mm. with the so DNA like from. So they're like lukewarm blooded. <laughs> no, I no, I think I think as far as as far as the Jurassic Park universes um hmm. is 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 concerned i think that they're they're reptile you know what i i can't say that you're wrong because you are right <laughs> they did splice them with uh with frog dna avian so, is the, avian is the I word will, we were looking seed. we were looking for will, we were looking for the word avian by the way earlier ah yes but, i will i will concede to to your point there um I still think dinosaurs in the snow would be awesome. I like the way you said it before better. <laughs> I will seed. <laughs> I will seed. And we'll, just, and, we'll, and we'll just end it at that. That's all the white snuff that the dinosaurs are. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I will concede, though, to that point. And, uh, but I still want to see dinosaurs in the snow. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. Come on. It'd be great. Everything in the snow is awesome. Right? Except yeah. for Michigan. Because <laughs> it's been... Fun fact... It's uh, it's the end of April, and it has snowed <coughs> almost every single day in the last week in Michigan. <laughs> Twice this week, at least. Fun, Tw- two, fun three, fact. Three times, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, more than that. It snowed almost every day for about a week straight. Oh well, you have to you have to keep in mind that there are days that I don't look. That you out. just forget. <laughs> there are days that I I don't even see the outside. Like I don't even That's look true. out the window. <laughs> I'm just stuck in my house. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know how to fix that. Being that you're surrounded by windows, so I don't know how you're just actively avoiding all of the windows in your house. But. <laughs> because I'm stubborn. <laughs> there are days where I'm just like, it. no, I won't fuck outside. No, I'm not fuck. gonna do it. <laughs> I need something to bitch about. <laughs> I'm one of those people who just I need something to bitch about all the time. Well, the the ironic thing is to to if you're not, if you're gonna bitch about not looking outside by not looking inside, then you just have to stare at your family. Which gives you even more to bitch about, because <laughs> there's toys everywhere, because your kids are running around like crazy. <laughs> Here's the thing: I t- I told my wife, I told my wife today, I I was uh, like, you know, uh, my daughter's very sassy, in a good way, but sassy still because it's hilarious, but also like, you know, the sass can can kind of get to you sometimes. And I told my wife, I'm like. <laughs> This is this is a peek behind the curtain. Totally blunt. I said, I said, I said. Oh, my can crack just popped my. Uh, my that was it. Was super loud in my cans. Um, I said, I said, God made kids cute because otherwise we would kill them. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason that they're as cute as they are. Because there's a reason there's animals in the animal kingdom that kill their young for survival, right? <laughs> I'm just There's like no I'm just like you're so cute I can't murder you. Like that's not that's not even an option because you're too cute <laughs> and that's why they're cute. Because with the amount of sass coming out of their mouths, you're like But I, what if you were blind? I, it's like I could murder you, but I won't because you're super cute. <laughs> but what if you were blind? You wouldn't know. It's a 50-50 chance. Do I have a cute kid or does my kid <laughs> That's why here's a is, si- is my kid the ugly kid. That's why <laughs> here's kid? here's that's why here's a statistical fact for you. Blind 
people are 90% more likely to uh, kill kids. <laughs> I a, smell a correction. I, a, I smell a, a correction that is because a, I'm blind and my sense of smell is way better. <laughs> that is a statistical fact that I made up just now. Oh my god. All right. I think on that on on the whole killing kids note, we need to take a break so that we can regroup. <laughs> it's funny that we can talk about killing kids and it still pales in comparison to Nightingale. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I had to bring that up. All right. Yeah. All um, right. Before this podcast hits a total wall, let's take a break and um and, and then we'll hit the wall nothing? and then we'll hit the wall after the break. <laughs> Oh, okay. Nightingale. I get it. Yeah. I'm that's so a, disappointed. That's a you. spoiler. Because it's a spoiler. Because I was trying to avoid the spoiler. <sighs> we'll be back in a minute. All right. Bye. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. James, yes, you have a dog, right? I do. <laughs> if you could call her that, sure. <laughs> well, you, 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 you have an animal that lives with you that uh, we think is a dog. She, resem- uh, is, she, she resembles a dog. Is it? She's she, white, she also right? she also resembles a couch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the jury's out. It's <laughs> very true. It's very true. <laughs> She does look stuffed. Um, <laughs> she's also white, and would you consider her a god? I guess, in a sense, yes. Uh, of what, though? A god of what? <laughs> skin infections? <laughs> she's uh, either god of skin infections or uh, god of overeating. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that could be e- too. E- either one would be. Either one would be appropriate. <laughs> The uh, the first movie we are talking about tonight is uh, it's called White God. It is from 2014, and it is directed by. <clears throat> see if I can get this. Oh, I guarantee you won't. I haven't even looked at the name, and I guarantee you're going to get it wrong. <laughs> uh, directed by Corniel Mandrusco. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't even hold it in. Wow. Uh, Corniel Mandrusco. Corniel Ma- Mandrusco. That's what I'm going with. Okay. Look it up, James. All right. White God 2014. We're going to go with Corn Cornell, first of all. That's not that's not a Well, it's got that it's got the uh the apostrophe over the e though. Isn't that not, isn't that a long e? No, that's when Corn you have e. a that's when you have a line over the e. Oh, that's What the okay. hell? This is like basic English, dude. Cornell <laughs> Cornell Mundruchko, I would say. I was close. I was close. No. <laughs> you can't you can't take that away from me. I was close. Um, and you can't take that old, away from me. Okay, go ahead. 13-year-old Lily finds uh, fights to protect her dog Hagen. Uh, she is devastated Hagen. when her father eventually sets Hagen free on the streets. Still innocently believing love can conquer any difficulty, Lily sets out to find her dog and save him. So, this was a movie that James thought was a horror movie. Turns uh, out <clears throat> not so much. I didn't I it's just 
uh, well, like I said, like I said earlier, if it's on, if it's on Shutter, it stands to reason that it's a genre movie, right? No, I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not giving you crap for it. I'm just saying, like, <clears throat> and here's you the, pick the movie though, cause, and and that's yeah. what you thought because for those reasons, and I completely understand it. It's and, really and, not and, though. And it's, here, well, it it's it's filled with it's it's it is filled with horror. It's just horror of a different kind, you know. Like it's uh. It's it's kind of a look at humanity and how horrible humanity can be. Yes, which that's very true. Which in in a sense, which is, is a common theme in yeah, a lot of horror movies. Yeah. So it's just told you, through the eyes of a canine as opposed to the eyes yeah. of a human. So you kind of like whereas whereas most horror is just a bone lying in the yard. This horror was a bone nice. you got you got a <laughs> this horror was a bone you got to dig up. Right. All right. You know what? I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. Let's just treat it like it was a horror movie. Sure. <laughs> um, it was. It was though for the most part though. The the first I would say two thirds of the movie were straight drama. It's a drama. Like, yeah. Straight up drama. And then the last I would say the last third definitely starts to lean more into genre filmmaking, especially with a little bit of the gore that happens <laughs> and the themes that are taking place. Sure. Um, but that's about as close as it gets. Um, I still really enjoyed the movie, though. Oh, yeah, it was great. I it liked was it really a lot. good. Yep. Um, it'll make you cry. It'll make you angry. It'll make you... Oh, did you it'll cry? Make you, it'll make you... Did you cry? You cry. You you cry. I, I was eating. I was eating hot wings. And I touched my eye. Of course, I of was. course. You cry about everything now, nowadays. To be to be fair, though, to be perfectly Shut up, fair. Man. Shut up. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> as you get older, you're you're getting more sensitive about things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened, like, to my balls, but they're gone. <laughs> hey man. I hey. Everything hey. Now. Hey. I would say they've gotten bigger. It takes a big man to cry. It takes no, a, it as takes... my heart gets bigger, my balls get smaller. It's, and that's what it it's is. A, it's it's sucking a, the life out. <laughs> it takes a big man to cry. Now, does it take a big man to cry at like a State Farm commercial? No. Do you? Do, I've never do, cried do, at a State Farm yeah, commercial. Do you do that still? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yes, um, you have. <laughs> so I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, the girl that played Lily, uh, Sophia... Uh, Sophia, I would say, Sata. I would say just Sata. It's a Sata. Si- it's a silent P. No, I I knew that. I knew at least so- that much. Sophia, is- she was fantastic. Oh, she's really good. She yeah. was really, really, really good. Mm. Um, and then the only other character that I think is worth mentioning is her father, Daniel. Yeah, uh, who's played by uh, Sendor. Letters. Another, um, an, an, another, <laughs> another silent. I think uh, Sandor Soter. Sotire. I would say Soter. Sotire. Uh, Sotir. Yeah. Yeah. This is Hungarian. Only two. This this is a Hungarian film, by the way. Yes. So uh, not too many Hungarian films get uh, get get on our radar. So so uh, yeah. so well done. <laughs> so well done, my God. <laughs> well well done. No, it was honestly it was well done. I think. Oh you, yeah. When you watch a lot of these foreign films too, you get a an unintentional, not a history lesson, but almost like a slice of life mm-hmm. in those areas, you know, mm-hmm. because they're made, they're made, they're not made in the same way that like an American movie would be made, for example. Right. Like they're just not. Like you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have a cow, like an actual cow being slaughtered on screen. They'd probably do that all with special effects. In a lot of the movies in America, yeah, this movie kind of opens, and one of the first scenes you see is this, this gigantic 
cow corpse and it's getting gutted and you see its actual guts and there's no way that was fake no it's, that totally, was that, all no, it's definitely real. all real yeah you would never see that in i feel like an american movie at least not like in that way no and like dude no if not... you if you put that in an american movie you'd have so many i i think it's i think it's just as a <laughs> not to I, i'm i'm only gonna go off on this for a second and then we'll come right back i think just as a country we're too we're too sensitive to that kind of stuff if you we're had soft. a if you had a movie you, you're fucking soft if you had a movie where a, a like a, an actual cow was hung upside down and it showed the slaughtering process of a cow, yeah, uh, people would lose their minds. Like them literally taking a knife to like its organs to test it to see to see if yeah. it's got like see if like, it was uh, like okay yeah see if it was okay for consumption. That's exactly how it happens. You'd yeah. never actually see that on film, though. Right, you just wouldn't because people because um, people would lose their shit about it. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. You get like this little slice of life of what's okay other places, and you know, compared to uh, American cinema, for example. Like I said, you just wouldn't get that. Um, and there's a lot of other there's a lot of other stuff that is is sort of like that throughout the movie. Um, I the movie though, it's weird. Like, this is White God is almost like the the adult version of Homeward Bound. Oh, dude, that's exactly what I was thinking. Actually, it's, that's it's what it, when I much what it when was. I was telling Aaron about the movie this morning, I said, "Think Homeward Bound, but with just uh, <laughs> a little more gore toward the end." <laughs> oh, it's like it's like if Homeward Bound saw some shit. That's <laughs> yeah. that's that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it is, dude. Um, um, but yeah, so it's it's about this girl Lily who uh, she gets basically pawned off on her uh, her father. Her parents have been since been divorced. She has a stepfather, and her mother and stepfather are going out of country for to Australia. I think it was. Mom, no, they. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. They're Australia. going to Australia for business. It seems. Mom, like. mom married up. Yes. And now she's dumping the kid off with the uh, the ex the piece of shit father. Well, yeah, hey, he's I, a he, piece of shit. He sucks. Every every single person in this movie outside of Lily sucks. Uh, and I think that was intentional. This is another like, one of the, this is another one of those things where I got it like this is uh this is crawl all over again. I got to completely disagree with you about the father. He's not a piece of shit. Sure he is. The dad he comes around. I'm not gonna no. I'm not gonna say that he doesn't come around, but his character in the very beginning <clears throat> is a piece of shit. Why he has he has absolutely zero empathy for his daughter. Like she's a burden to him. He doesn't want her there. That's very clear. He doesn't care about anything that she cares about. He is all he, like all he gives a shit about is her doing what she's supposed to be doing so that he can get on with his life. That's the father oh, character, dude. You're you're so off the mark. You are. Off the he's mark? he doesn't care about her. He doesn't care about it. That's not true. Like he's. He's put out by the fact that she's bringing her dog along, but as far as having his as far as having his daughter, like he's not he 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 doesn't not care about his daughter. He he treats her like a complete inconvenience in his house. That's how he treats her the entire no, time. No, that's until dude, the end. No, it's he's he he is he's he's looking at her attitude and recognizing the fact that she is basically acting like a bratty teenager and she has a more solid connection with a dog than she does with her father and it pisses him off but that doesn't make him a piece of shit like that makes him like he's that's that's pretty much how any dad would react 
the way that the way that he treated like the the, the dog. Okay, so here's the thing. I, well, hold, I've well, hold people, on. The... I've judged people a lot on the way they treat animals, and I think that's a fair way to judge somebody. Um, if if you are if you're if you're gonna treat an animal like a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. And he treats he didn't... her dog like a piece of shit. Like I guess maybe that's where I'm getting he, it from. He does more so than anything he, else. He does treat the dog like an inconvenience, but it's also because he puts it out on the street to die. Like he, I, I granted, I know that he offered to bring it to the shelter, but the shelter was just going to kill it anyway. Well, it's and also she be, knew that. Well, this so, is this is also this is also an you got to take into consideration. This is an alternate universe where I I, I don't think that I, I'm pretty sure that these the the rules of uh, keeping pets in this movie were made up specifically for the movie. I don't think that there's any actual like uh mixed breed tax in hung- Hungary or anything like that. So essentially that I essentially, don't know, but I, th- I, I, would say I you're think it was, right. I think it was made up for this movie. Essentially what you have in, in this movie is uh the dad is taking his daughter for three months while the mom goes away on a business trip and she brings her dog along and her dog is a mixed breed dog. It's a street dog. And, and, Everybody who they come in contact with says you can't have that mutt here, and blah blah blah. And then and then one day uh, the authorities show up. Basically, the uh, the the dog catchers show up and say mm-hmm. you either you either you, you you either have to pay pay tax on this dog because it's a a, a mutt, or you have to give it to us so we can take it yeah. to the shelter. So he's not. So you have to imagine, like he's he's obviously not a man of means. Like he's not very well off. So the idea of having a dog in his house, this this responsibility that's been thrust upon him, and now it's also potentially going to cost him more money when he's obviously not a guy who has a lot of money to spare. No, I. It's it's understandable that he would be pretty put put off by the whole thing. I understand all that, but like he, for all intents and purposes, before she got dumped on him, there was no reason to think that she was a bad kid, right? She had she had this dog. She was living with her mom. She seemed happy, and and she seemed like a good kid. There's no reason for for Wait, you as an you, audience member to think that she was like a troubled or bad kid <clears throat> at all. The 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 your first so the, intro, your first introduction. To her, and, and and no, I don't get the sense that she was a bad kid. But your first introduction to her is sh- she's in the back of the car with the mom, and then the first interaction she has with her dad is standing there, not wanting to walk over to his car with her hips cocked and not addressing him, not talking to him. She's she's the one who's treating him I, like a piece I of shit. I interpret that though as. She already knows her dad's a piece of shit, and she doesn't want to stay with him. That's how I interpret that. Like, oh. why is it? Why is it I, on? I thought the father was. I thought the father. James, why are you automatically taking dad's side? That's I like Jesus, James. It was pretty. It was pretty <laughs> obvious in the in the very short, uh, in the very short interaction between the dad and the mom that the mom was completely full of herself and she had married up to this hunky new this hunky new scientist and and the See, I didn't and really the, get that at and all the, from and it. the male pattern baldness kind of <laughs> like kind of kind of pathetic looking dad was her 
you know, like her, like she thought that he was a mistake. Like he was a sympathetic character. I don't understand how you're. This is this is crazy to me. This I'm is. Sorry, I thought this you is... were describing yourself for a second there. The male pattern baldness <laughs> yeah. husband. Like, I'm sorry, I got distracted. Um, no, like no, you, the this way is, that I this is interpreted cr- that. This is crawl all over again. No, you're, it's not. No, no, no. You're, I didn't have you're a fucking with the characters. up. I thought the character was fine. We just literally interpreted this in two different ways. Because when I saw it, like, I actually, I never got the whole hoity-toity married up kind of stepfather thing. I didn't get that at all. Really? I got it. He I even... got it as the the fact that the, as a as a as a threesome. The, you know that sounds terrible. But like as a <laughs> mother, stepfather, daughter situation, they were happy. The di- like, I never got the, the impression that the they dad, weren't happy. The dad even says to the mom in in the in the first scene. She said, he says, uh, he says something about going to Australia and, and she goes, whatever the guy's name was, well, he'll be there too. And he goes, I see you're tripping your way up the ladder. Basically like sleeping your way to the top is what he was saying. You're you're not wrong about that. I forgot about that. You're not wrong about that. I still just, I still don't get the impression though that that the reason that her and the real father didn't work out isn't because the father himself was an uninterested dick. Like that's the entire impression that I got from him until he had a character change halfway through the movie, which is another reason why I think he started off this way. Well, you also, his whole character arc is that he eventually goes from basically being the Grinch to being the good Grinch at the end of the Grinch. Can you I also, say Grinch you, one more time? You also have Grinch. to con- you also have to <laughs> you also have to consider the fact that there's there's a part of his story arc that we didn't see but we get little snippets of. Yeah. In that he was he was a professor at one point in time. A couple of people mm-hmm. call him professor and he says I'm not yes, a professor not anymore. anymore yeah. So something happened in his life to where, you know, if you're a professor, you're you're doing pretty well for yourself. Uh, so, so you're so you're interpreting the the father then is is almost just kind of jaded then. If I think he's a dick. It's because of what's happened to him, and he's. I think didn't start off that way. I think he's a. I think he's a guy who really had his his shit together, and maybe, f- like, fell on some kind of hard time, that caused him to maybe lose his job as a professor or whatever. Like, and then she left him because of that. Yeah. And then she okay. went and and then she went and married herself a, a, a can, nice hunky scientist. Like I can one hundred percent prescribe to that, like or subscribe to that rather. Like I absolutely can. I think that um, I think the way that they have it set up in the beginning of the movie, though, they don't explain just enough to where you, like I said, obviously I interpreted it one way, you interpreted it another way, and I definitely understand. There's probably little cues that maybe I missed along the way, but um, maybe like an extra five minutes of subtext might have helped at the beginning of that just to kind of form that character a little bit more just yeah. to kind of because that, that's, that's not a character that needs to be shrouded in mystery i think they could have 100 percent explained their history even no, in the opening on, credits right on that in the I, opening credits yeah. crawl yeah on that and, I, and that on that i that on the, helped that a lot on that i agree with you i do i do feel like for as much that went on in this movie a lot of it was kind of vague in the setup yeah, yeah. um but anyway, let's let's get off of fighting yeah. about how how good of a guy the dad is and talk no, no, about the I rest that, of the movie. I, no, no, I actually think that's it was an important thing to have. Oh yeah, the dad yeah. does play a central character, especially towards the end of the movie. So yeah, I think yeah. it's, it's good that we got that out of the way. Um, but like I said, he has no interest in having this dog. Like you had said, uh, he's gonna have to pay money to keep it at the house. That's not gonna happen. He put his foot down, and eventually, he just pretty much puts the dog on the street. 
and they drive away from it. Mm-hmm. And the whole movie, you know, like we said, it's homeward bound. It's the girl trying to get back to the dog and the dog trying to get back to the girl. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the dog, the dog sees some shit along the way. <laughs> yeah. He's and this very he's like this super cute looking like like golden lab oh he's such a good boy mix or whatever i don't know what he actually is they but, said um, the lady at the pound said he was uh sharpay mixed with a labrador okay i could see that so a sharper door or there's a, one thing that a, i do know or a labrapay there's one thing that i do know what and it's that he's a good boy. He's the goodest he's boy. A, he's oh, a good he's the goodest boy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a good boy? No, um, like him and like, him and that kind of dog. him and that little Jack Russell that he meets, that little furry oh Jack Russell. He's the goodest boy. Oh, uh, Jack too. Russell is so cute. <laughs> he's so cute. <laughs> Actually, every dog. I kind of every dog. Yeah, Jack in this Russell movie. reminded me of a friend of ours. I don't know why. Who? John. <laughs> I don't know why, but he did. <laughs> like I just was, was it because he kept quoting Letter Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually fairly certain it was Tom Segura. Like, that's who it was. That that was the quote that I heard. Um, Tom Segura, um, by the way. Segura. Shit, I don't fucking watch stand up. I don't know. Um, yeah. So uh, so this dog though. Uh, what's the dog's name? Hagen. Hagen. Yeah. Sounds like a sweet metal band, by the way. Hagen. Actually, is, oh, isn't there a Haxon? Is there a metal Haxon? Yeah. name, yeah. Um, so Hagen is put on the street, and the, the whole movie is basically Hagen's fight for survival. And he goes from being like homeless dog to seeing some friendly homeless dogs to then getting picked up by a uh, a guy that's trains him to be a dog fighter which don't i have a lot to say about the dog fighting stuff oh fuck. um he escapes the dog fighting stuff but is then a transformed dog basically recruits all of the other s- stray dogs in the city and becomes jim jones and then has like a, well, I'm not, a cult. <laughs> not jim jones i would say he becomes more like uh i'd say more like a tyler durden I could say okay, yeah. You know, he leads all Jim, the other dogs. Jim, Jim Jones, cult, Jim Jones, cult. Jim Jones was exploiting <laughs> people because of their weaknesses. I would say that Tyler Durden was exploiting people because of their strengths, and that's kind of what Hagen was doing. Like okay, he he realized good. that hey, we're a bunch of we're a bunch of dogs. We can fuck some shit up, and that's and yeah. and so he you know he rallied the troops. And the dogs basically form this like militia almost. It's like a dog militia that like starts to run rampant over the entire city, like killing motherfuckers and like taking bites out of their throats and stuff. Like this is the part well, of the movie at the end at that f- gets kind of genre where it's at first, really violent. At and- first they're just like there's there's one scene that I love like so at one point in the movie, uh you you've got all of these like misfit dogs who are locked up all together like 200 of them in a cage Mm -hmm. and they're basically awaiting euthanasia yeah because they're mutts and then you have a bunch of uh people coming in to look at all the other like nice little purebred dogs and 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 adopt them and stuff and there's one scene where once all these once all these motherfuckers break out of prison and they're running through the streets one of the families who went and adopted one of the foofer dogs they're they're standing in the middle of the street and they don't kill the family or anything like that they just as they're running by they like 
they trip the dad up and he's holding the little like uh shih tzu or whatever the hell it was that they yeah, adopted yeah. and he falls and the shih tzu falls out of his arms and stuff like i thought it was just it was really funny it was like <laughs> it was like these people like, can't we'll save you <laughs> yeah well not not even that it was like these people came through and they they ignore all of these good boys just because mm-hmm. they're they're mixed breed and they grab their little shih tzu yeah. and then as they're running well, through the streets it's just to see this pathetic dad like falling to the ground with the dog tumbling out of his arms i thought was really funny well that was another thing you you bring up while saying that you know one of the things that um that was striking about this movie <clears throat> is that like this movie like on the surface is about dogs but it's not about dogs at all no the dogs themselves take on more human characteristics than a lot of actors that i see in movies quite frankly um, and the dogs are just a metaphor for how people are treated. And I, I loved that about this movie because you can get so much more out of it. And there is there are certain emotional traits and emotional um, uh, uh, signs or whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, that you get out of the dogs mm-hmm. that are heartbreaking, like absolutely heartbreaking. Oh, dogs. yeah. Like you get, yeah. you get more, you can get... Every single one of these dogs could act Kristen Stewart out of a job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they did though. They had like emotion. They showed emotion. And um one of the th- and, and 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 the amazing thing about this is that every single dog in the movie was real. There was no computer yeah. animated dogs. There was two hundred and seventy-four dogs. Live dogs that were used on set mm-hmm. um, that were all, which was a world record, by the way, that was um, every single one of them came from pounds. They came from uh, animal rescue places. And they, they actually spent the time to train all of these dogs mm-hmm. to be in the film, which I think is not only super admirable, but like, holy shit. Like, and how much time did not only Not only did they train all of them to be in the movie, but then afterward they found homes for all of them. Yeah. And a lot of them, I'm sure, got got adopted by the crew. Oh yeah, oh yeah. A lot yeah. of the people that worked with them just adopted them out. But um, even the two main dogs, there was two dogs that played um, uh, Hagen. Yeah. And uh, they th- those t- I want to say that those two dogs were actually trained dogs. That they were, um, they came from Arizona, I think. Yeah, they were they were found in a caravan park in Arizona. Which is weird because there's these dogs that are found in Arizona and then they make their way into a Hungarian Hungry, film. Hungry, yeah. Uh-huh. Weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the um, I want to get I want to go to the the dog fighting stuff because there is there is nothing in this world that marks you as a gigantic piece of shit than dog fighters. Uh, I have no respect for them. I have no sympathy for them. Yeah. Like, if you're a dog fighter, I'll give you the fucking needle <clears throat> like that. Like, cause, cause there's just, you have, there's, there's no human part of you that is something worth saving, in my opinion. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I'm very, I feel very strongly about that. So I, the dog fighting scenes. I agree in with. This movie were super intense to me. I personally. Really intense. I personally agree with you. Like 100%, I personally agree with you. That being said, there's a lot of things, uh, there's a lot of things uh, in other cultures that are deemed acceptable that we don't, like, 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 
like bullfighting bullfighting is fascinating and and bullfighting is uh like it's it's one of the biggest sports in uh in but in south american in countries but like that's well, it's mostly spain or even even oh in yeah spain, yeah though, I'm, it's starting I'm sorry, to become I'm outlawed but it's, it, it's even starting to because they're but, realizing how cruel it is but they like yeah but but it's still it's still a huge part of the culture and and well, it and a lot of people view it as like even though the bull is at the end the bull is slaughtered at the end and it's used for whatever they use so it for like it's yeah it's still like it's though. yeah it's it's pierced with swords for like yeah. 20 minutes and it's and it's basically it lives out the last half hour of its life in a complete rage it filled with adrenaline you. It would not shock but, me in the next ten to twenty years, though. You see that all bullfighting is completely outlawed, even in places like Spain. But cul- but culturally, but culturally, it it that's something that that's something that's very important to some people. You know what I mean? So I, yeah, and I, and I, and, that's and dog dumb, though. and like, dog that's... fighting, dog fighting. Even though I find it reprehensible, there are certain places like like dog fighting, cock fighting, uh, um. I can't. I can't think of other other animals that they I'm have. I, I think it's pretty. What you're standing up for right now? I'm not standing up for anything. I'm saying that. I'm saying that. I'm. I'm. I'm saying that. Like you're. You're saying. You're saying. Uh, anybody who raises a dog to be a to be a fighter, I'll hand them the needle and let them kill themselves yeah, right now. I will. I mean. Oh yeah. And and I agree with you. But I'm saying that there are there are parts of the world where it's a lot less unacceptable than we find it. Well, it's, 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 I mean, you're, we're getting into some weird territory here. Yeah. Because, like, there's a I don't even know why, a, I don't even no, know no, why I started a, with it, but. I don't know either, but like, there's a part of me that wants to be like, yeah, well, those people, those, those, those areas of the world are just underdeveloped. That sounds terrible to say out loud. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, and I, and I completely understand that, that you can't say that. Like, I, I, I get that, but like, I feel like, um, I don't know. I just feel like anybody that's going to put an animal through pain for their own gain and torture an animal, especially a dog. Maybe it's an American thing. I know, like, like I do understand, like, there are different people treat different animals differently in different countries and this and that. Like, I get that. But, like, there is just something about the dog fighting stuff that, like, hits me to my core. And I fucking hate it. Like, I oh, absolutely yeah. hate it. Especially no, I agree. the way that you see the character in this movie training the dog like training uh Hagen yeah filing his teeth down drugging him you know making him only eat like muscle gain basically like was like he slop. was he filing his teeth down or was he sharpening them i was conf- oh sharpening them yeah oh, okay, all right. sharpening okay them, all right yeah um but like like screwing a stake to a board so that he has to actually fight it to get it off like so it's like there's so and much then, about and it and then like, as he's trying to get that stake off the board he was taunting him so that yeah. he would oh, become yeah, yeah. more and more vicious yeah it, it was so distressing to me as a viewer though it was yeah like oh like, this is the worst part of the entire movie yeah and and what you what it's it's almost like this weird character development with the dog though where like, you know he's you know Haxon's not a bad dog like, he's a loving dog but he gets pushed to his limits and you see this in countless movies i guess this movie's way more genre than we thought because i'm approaching it the same way that i would like a genre character you have this character that's pushed and pushed and pushed to its limits, and they just snap. Yeah, you know, like, and it's not that they're bad. Like Haxon, especially you see at the Hagen. very, very end, 
or Hagen, sorry, uh, Haxon, that's the metal band. Uh, <laughs> Hagen, uh, at the very end though, when he gets reunited with, you know, his, with, the, with, uh, with Lily, that she plays her trumpet and calms him down. And, and it's like, it's like Hagen almost has this, this moment where he's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm this dog, not this dog. Like, but, but, it, prior, but prior to that, Hagen is crazy. But good. prior to that, because at the beginning of the movie, they loved each other so much. But prior to that, prior to her playing her trumpet for the last time there he was ready to tear it to, to tear it to bits this sure. was the girl that he loved so much and he was ready to tear her to pieces and that just but that proves like the psychological damage yeah that goes in from like torture and stuff like that like that's what he was it was like it was he wasn't a, he wasn't bad at heart it was i think the the biggest part of this we were talking earlier and i think the biggest part of this movie is that hatred and evilness is a learned behavior mm-hmm not a natural behavior. No. I think that that is the whole entire underlining part of this entire movie. Well, there's you know? a, there's a there's a lot of subtext to this movie, like a lot, sure. a lot of stuff. There was actually I I asked I had like I I woke up this morning and I was still thinking about this movie and I I explained the entire movie to Aaron and I was like because she's she's really good at breaking this stuff down. I'm kind of dumb, so I like. I kind of rely on her to help me work themes out and stuff like that. So I'm explaining to her kind of scene by scene how this movie went to just like get her opinion on uh, like like what it means underneath the surface, you know. And she came up with a lot of like I I would actually like to go back and watch again because some of the stuff that I was explaining to her, she's like. Well, it sounds like there's a journey that Hagen goes through, and it sounds like there's a journey that Lily goes through. And they're bouncing back and forth between the two of them the whole time. She said, do they kind of coincide with each other? Like, are there, are their journeys kind of similar? Um, and obviously, like, Hagen, is, his journey is a, a journey into violence. And hers is a journey into, like, there's there's sort of a her journey is there's a, like like there, drugs and alcohol. There's a drugs, there's a like there's a love like there's a love undertone and there's drugs and alcohol undertone and like, but they are both going on a journey of independence, and sure. then and then they come back to each other literally face to face at the end. Like at the end of the movie, they're they're laying on the ground on their stomachs, nose to nose, essentially. Yeah. It's yeah. like they went on this journey apart from each other and kind of their stories sort of coincide, like this journey into independence for both of them, but n- maybe not the right kind of independence, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like learning about the harsh realities of the world and then coming back face-to-face with each other. Sure. And then there's... Uh, I was I was reading a little bit about it too. Like you kind of have to know a bit about... Um, the history of uh hungry a little bit because i i guess there's uh i i guess you could i guess you could kind of apply this to anywhere in the world really but like per- persecution of the underclass you know persecution yeah. of people yeah. who are, are are lower class and um uh i i think the whole idea that there was there was like a a general a general overtone of um like classism and even racism in it because they were 
they were well if you weren't purebred then you were yeah they were yeah they were taxing people who owned dogs who weren't purebred and and the yeah. dogs who were mixed breed, they were putting them in, the, in these giant cages and just do like holding them over was, for euthanasia and stuff. Do I dare say that there was almost parallels to the Holocaust a little bit? Like unless you were a purebred, you were put in camps, which could very well be the pounds. Like, I, I mean, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just taking that out of it, and maybe that wasn't intentional. But you could definitely draw parallels to that. I would say so. Yeah, I mean, in you his, know? in it, really, I'm uh, like you're persecuted because you're not. 100 percent this not necessarily i mean not necessarily they round you up on the streets and they torture you and they not necessarily they, specifically the holocaust but really any sort of uh like uh like ethnic uh like ethnic cleansing or genocide or anything sure. like that you know um yeah so there's really some heavy undertones to the movie that you, <laughs> that I kind of I, I was watch I was watching the movie. There was a lot to take in, even though it was a pretty like slow and quiet movie. There was a lot to think about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, there was. This was definitely a. Um, this is a movie made for smart audiences. You know, and I think that, and that's uh, and that's not us. Well, typically speaking, <laughs> no, uh, which is why we're fuddling through this. Um, I think that uh, it's funny though. You know, being that this is a Hungarian movie, I feel like. When you find those really, really great movies that come from areas of the world that we as Americans are not completely uh, in tune with, you know, like maybe we don't understand it a lot, you know, it's like, oh, this is hungry. This is this is a foreign film, you know, like we're stupid Americans. Like we don't understand a lot of the rest of the world. And when you find a a movie like this that comes along that that can speak to you in a way, it's like they. They're not just good movies; they're great movies. Usually, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like the cream really rises to the top to have to get noticed by you know the civilized world. <laughs> <laughs> you know my 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 uh, the civilized film world, if you will. Because let's be honest, a lot of film that comes out of you know countries that aren't a part of like the big five. You know, like like U.S., Britain. Uh, even China, maybe like you know the big film markets. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. To have a film to come out of a market that is not of of that stature, at least, yeah, has to be extremely good mm-hmm. to rise above. So when you see them, you pay attention to them, right? And I think this is a movie that uh, that it, it's not necessarily horror. It's not the kind of movie that we typically will cover. Uh, by no fault of our own, you know, we were tricked into watching it. <laughs> Thanks, Shudder. But, um, you know, I think that's important, though, and I think that it's actually good because I would never have heard of this movie otherwise. Yeah. And and that's probably why Shudder chose it is because they realize the importance that this movie has and how good it is and how striking it is. Right. Um, and it tells a story from a perspective that is so unique that it just begs to be watched. It begs to be absorbed and understood yeah you know yeah i'm not sure there's much else i can say about it i, no, I would absolutely no, I just, recommend this movie and, to, and to everybody listening and we're probably i mean we're missing a lot there's I'm, there's a lot of oh, yeah, there's, there's a lot so of other social undertones and and stuff like that but it's i i think you should just watch it it's a really yeah. good movie uh yeah it's not it's a, a hor- it's not too. a horror movie it is a heartbreaker but it's uh it's definitely worth a watch that's not even actually how that goes at all but you know um, um and it's uh and it's on shutter so if you don't have shutter 
uh, what's wrong with you? It's $5 a month. Just get Shutter. The Pack from 2015. Uh, this is directed by a guy named Nick Robertson. This was his first uh, his first feature film that he has directed. Uh, the synopsis here is that a farmer and his family must fight for survival after a ferocious pack of wild dogs infiltrates their isolated farmhouse. Through a series of frightening and bloody encounters, they are forced into survival mode to make it through the night. Um, so this movie, it's funny that you mentioned that I had a crawl reception to the last movie because this movie is literally crawl just with dogs instead of alligators. <laughs> like it literally is the exact same movie. Here's the difference. Wait, wait okay. I loved this movie. Okay, I was going to say I was going to say if you hated this movie, I'm nope, I'm it. I'm done with the podcast Don't get me for wrong. the There's, night. I have critiques, sure. but I still loved it. Yeah. Like um and I and 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 I I thought about it a lot because I couldn't figure out when we were done with it. I couldn't go <clears throat> I watched it and I go, "Why did I love this movie so much?" Mm-hmm. But I hated Crawl as much as I did. And I have an answer for it. Okay. This I do have an answer for it. Um, but, but before we get there, before we get there, let's give let's run through it real quickly so that people can understand what we're talking about. You're not going to forget um, your answer, are you? No, 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 not at all. Just, just okay. remind me to go back to it because I've thought about this a lot. All right, hold um, on. Let me let me do our let me do our thing. And are you writing me a chat. note? He's writing me a note. Okay. Yep. While you're doing that, I'm going to go through the cast here. Uh, you have the uh, it's the Wilson family. They're pretty much the only characters that you need to know in this movie. Uh, you have Adam, the father, who's played by Jack Campbell. That's Adam Wilson. I forget. The, uh, his I, wife I Carla, what, played I by. I forget what the question was supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, James. <laughs> it's good. It's all right. Uh, and uh, and Lise Will uh, Phillips plays Carla, his wife. Uh, you have Katie Moore, who plays Sophie, the daughter, and then uh, Hamish Phillips, who plays Henry Wilson. No, I don't know if there's a relation between Hamish and Anna, but hey. Maybe. Um, basically, you have this family that lives in a farmhouse, and uh, they live in an area where there are packs of wild dogs that run around. Sorry, and, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't hear you for about fifteen seconds because IMDb suddenly decided to roll a stupid ad for Meow Mix or something. <laughs> That's all okay. I you, could you hear. Didn't miss anything. You didn't Sons miss anything. Sons of bitches. All right. Um, there, uh, the Wilson family, though, is a family that lives on a farm, and uh, they their house gets overrun by a pack of wild dogs that are just ferocious and want to kill everything in their sight. Wild dogs. It's pretty much, it's pretty much the movie. Um, they're still they, good, they're the, still the good boys, attack, What's that? They're still good boys, though. No, they're still good boys. They're still good uh, boys. The, these do- actually, the dogs <laughs> in this movie are actually pretty creepy looking. Like, they're long-haired. They yeah, look they were really... really feral. Like, they're... They're creepy looking dogs. Well, and one of them not want to meet one in a giant empty. Oh no, dude! Field, dude. The way these <laughs> the way these things swarm is fucking terrifying yeah, in this dude, movie, it's, it's dude. Awesome. It's so cool. Um, and one of so them has dogs, a, like a, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say these dogs basically. It's a it, this is a home invasion movie. Only instead of there being like a a, a group of murderers outside or or, or, a, or a slasher, mm-hmm. it's just a group of dogs. But it, yeah, this is the uh, make the, no doubts about it. This is a home invasion movie. The the director said the director Nick Robertson said this movie is um, Straw Dogs meets The Gray. Absolutely. Which you haven't seen The Gray, and by no, the I way, uh, I would but say I know what it's about though. Like I know I know what the movie is and what it's about. So is as, as far as like wolf slash dog attack movies, 
I mean, uh, for, forgetting about Cujo because obviously Cujo is amazing, but as far as like wild dog um, attack attack movies goes, this one is a close second to The Gray. The Gray was amazing. You need to watch that I, movie. I need to watch it. I know. You need to make yourself um, some yeah, no, pizza this... rolls and watch The Gray because that's <laughs> what I did. Um, yeah, this this movie's fantastic. You know, it's uh, the dogs are super smart. They find their way to break into the house. They're terrorizing this family, and it's like they're it's exactly it's their fight for survival. Um, this movie moved at such a brisk pace as well that like by the time it was over with, I thought that I was only watching it for maybe an hour tops, but yeah. it was like an hour, hour and 40 minutes. It really did like, move it along. It really fast. did move quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. Um, here's the thing. So we're going to go back now to my, my critiques of crawl to the critiques of <laughs> this movie. Okay. Um, there were, uh, I had, a, I had a lot of problems with this movie Towards the end, with the way that the dogs were acting, okay, uh, in 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 the sense of they kind of disregarded the fact that you could not be hiding around a corner and have one of these dogs walk right past you because your stink would be all over that room mm-hmm. and they would be able to find you like crazy. And mm-hmm. they do that a number of times where they claim that people can just sneak around the dogs. That would never happen. Yeah. Now. The reason that I didn't hold that against the movie, though, is because unlike Crawl and my problem with Crawl, I had a problem with both the animals and the people. The people in this movie were great. They were mm-hmm. fantastic. They're, the way that they, you know, their interpersonal uh, conflicts and, and relationships were so real feeling that it, it just it, it made me forget about everything else. And I think that, that was really the key. With Crawl, you had both sides of the equation that felt off to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this movie, as long as there's one side of the equation that is doing it right, it's almost like you can make a pass for the other. Does that make sense? Like, as long as you have one, it's okay to not have the other. You just can't not have both. And <laughs> the family felt like the family felt like a real family, though. The daughter hated where they lived. She was at odd at odds with her parents. They fought the way that a normal family fights, right? But then when the shit hits, hits the fan, all of that shit was was forgotten about null and void because they're a family and they love each other. Yeah. And so all of the all of the problems that they had suddenly just melted away to nothing because it wasn't important. I don't. The way I don't think. I don't think like it should have gone. No, I don't think like it's. A, it's not a fair. <laughs> I don't compar- want to get into crawl. I don't want to get into it. It's not a fair comparison. It's not. I'm I just think gonna say completely fair comparison. It's not because in this movie none of the none of the family members were estranged. No, but there's my point is though is that if there if you are a family with problems, you yes, you have problems as a family, but when the shit hits the fan, that stuff just shouldn't matter and it melts away because you are family. Like I don't care how much you might I might hate you, right? You know, say me and you are brothers. I might hate you, but you're my fucking brother and when when push comes to shove, all that shit melts away. You're my brother. I'm going to stand up for you and I love you. And I'm going to do whatever I can to, 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 to fight for you. That's the way this movie played out. Like the second that the dog showed up, all that family turmoil was just gone. And naturally so though. Like it wasn't like it was 
like uh like like some like some plot point got dropped off a cliff like it was very natural feeling the whole movie yeah um, that's yeah no yeah, i agree i agree to... with you i don't i don't have time to explain to you why you're still wrong about crawl <laughs> but i but i agree with you about this movie if if you're interested in that conversation go back two episodes <laughs> and and just listen to our 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 spat um but no this movie was great though i loved the family i loved their dynamic i loved i loved everything about it i thought that was great the the one thing that i'll say believability wise is that there was a very easy way to avoid this entire thing they lived in a two-story house just go upstairs and block the staircase just go upstairs that's they wouldn't what, be able to get up there. <laughs> was that a two-story house, though? Yes, because I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure at one point in time they they tell them to tell the kids go upstairs and lock the doors. No, she she says go. No, she says go into Sophie's room and lock the doors. It's still. I'm, it's still I'm pretty the house sure. Looked like I'm, a two-story house, though. I'm pretty sure. No, what it was was it was a it was a large sprawling ranch house, mm-hmm. but it was cut into the side of a hill. So like if you remember if you remember when the okay when okay. if so you there remember were stairs, but it wasn't necessarily that it was if you upstairs. remember when uh, when the kid and the mom went downstairs to check the fuse box and you could see that there were huge windows yeah yeah in the basement that looked out and okay. onto the hills it was it was essentially like a walkout basement so but even without upstairs the, would be ground level so their so their ground okay. level okay. their ground level was it was a it was a ranch house essentially hey fine then you know what just go on the fucking roof how about that <laughs> well, i mean they did by the end they, they do at the very end just but, that at the but beginning they, but be they fine. went on but they went on the roof of the shed like why did you have to run 300 yards across the like just go up onto your That's house where the ladder roof. was you you had no way to get up on the roof of your own house <laughs> okay we're, we're nitpicking here. I'm just saying, like, had I been in that situation, my first thought would be get the high ground because wolves can't climb ladders. <laughs> Your dogs can't climb ladders. Yeah. At least not most dogs. Um, no, I think that dogs, being said, I think dogs can climb ladders, actually. It, well, they no, I said most dogs. I know there's like that. There's there's the special YouTube uh, videos of dogs climbing ladders, but um, I think that uh, by and large, though, this movie was still like gripping. It was still good. Like, it was. It actually had me at the end of my feet. I actually thought the beginning of this movie was a hair boring. Quite frankly, the beginning like, of the movie. Happened. Yeah, you not a lot really happened. Say the beginning of the movie. Yeah, the beginning of this movie is ten minutes long. After that, it's all dog attacks. It's. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> No, like I don't know. It just, actually, it just felt the, actually the cold open for this movie was fantastic. I thought the okay. uh, the you just see you see a husband walking out into a barn to check on his sheep. All of a uh-huh. sudden, you hear him screaming, and then the wife wakes up and she doesn't know where Abner is or whatever the fuck his name was. So she goes looking for him. And the way these dogs in this movie hit, it's not like they hit like a they hit like a like an NFL lineman, you know what I mean? Yeah, freight train, yeah. Like they fuck like when they hit the person, pow, it's just yeah. like it's like a freaking car hitting a person. It's amazing yeah. how quickly they take people down. Well, they're which well, is I mean, they're very realistic. Like that's yeah. how yeah, that's how attack dogs actually take people down. My dad, my dad when I was in Boy Scouts back, you know, when I was a, little, a wee little lad, right? Mm-hmm. Uh we did a uh, an outing where the uh the police department came with the canines. And my dad put on the arm cast and had the dog oh did he really 
I'll I'll never forget that. Like that dog took him fucking down. That's <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's the thing, dude. Is like I'm always I, I'm always like <laughs> like I've got this I've got this really ridiculous notion in my head. Like I'm always looking out for dogs and stuff, especially because I you know I live next to the killer Rottweiler, and so I I always oh, shit. I always like I always thought to myself like all right I need to be prepared if my kids are out in the in the yard cuz I might have to kill this dog. <laughs> and seriously dude I I always yeah, took No I, I I met the dog trust I, me I know. I always every like until we got our new privacy fence I always had my hunting knife on my belt every time we went in the backyard mm-hmm. cuz that Rottweiler was huge and I dude, knew I hated walking down the side of your house because of that exact reason. I knew he could jump that fence anytime he wanted and I was like I I kind of like as much as I don't want to kill a dog, I kind of have to be prepared to kill a dog at a. But then at at the your, same your time, your best defense with that dog would be to just buy a bunch of Hostess snacks and keep throwing them <laughs> over the fence so that it got fat and then it couldn't jump. The <laughs> it fence. Just like, that's your around. best defense. <laughs> but that's the that's the that's the misconception that I had. Like I'm always like, oh fuck yeah, I could take a dog. That's what everybody thinks until they're against a dog. Like <laughs> until there's a dog coming oh, after, dude. Them. Some of my favorite videos, I love seeing good boys take down the fuck, like when they, when a police, when a police canine dog, like a canine oh, yeah. cop, will like, you, the you, good s- boys. you see, you see him, you see him at the end of the leash and then the cop finally lets him go and they like, there's, there's like 200 yards of distance between them and the dude who's trying to run and they close that gap in about six seconds and just fucking yep. nail him like a freight train. Those yep. those videos are fantastic, and that's what that's what dogs do. Like they can murder your ass, and <laughs> so me with my little hunting knife out in my backyard. What am I really gonna do? Like I said, it was hubris. Like I was like, oh, I'm a human. I can take a dog. Probably not yeah. though. That's what's so scary sure. about dogs. And then in this movie, every like the one that really the one that really got me was uh, when the cop shows up. Yes, oh, and yeah. and well, he and, and they're his car and, you're and they're like, looking, no, no, no. <laughs> they're looking out, they're looking out the window, and then you just you you see the mom scream from from behind yep. the glass, and then the second time she screams, you can hear it, and then you just see, and it's it's nighttime at this point, so you just see like these dark shadows, like in the lawn, descending upon him. Yeah with just like it's speed creepy. and it's brute really force creepy. and they fucking take him down so fast it's so it was just absolutely gnarly i thought it was so cool yeah so the cop when he shows up it's like uh you think he's gonna be like the savior basically they like the, the, their call they didn't think went through actually went through and they get to the house and um you oh, think I'm, he's going to be like this savior and he step what no, I knew from the second that I saw that guy's face, oh. I was like, "Oh yeah, this 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 dude's dog food for sure." Well, the second that anybody pretty much steps outside, you know they're dog food. Mm. You know, dude, that first that first scene when the dad uh, goes out looking for Ollie was that the was that the family mm-hmm. dog's name? By the fuck way, that family dog. Fuck, by the yeah, way, yeah, fucking fuck that Ollie, dog. that son of a bitch. <laughs> He's, he's just Ollie. lying in wait, thinking he's dead, and then the end of the movie, he just comes running back to the house. He is not the goodest boy. <laughs> um, he like, dude, that scene where the dad went out looking for Ollie in the woods, and then he's like, you see I, the eyes dude, in the woods, oh, dude. I 
I know that feeling where you like you like you start to back away slowly because you think something might be scary out there, and then you start to and then you turn around and you start to walk at a brisk pace, and then by the time you get back to the house, you're in a fucking all out sprint. Oh yeah, that scene was the embodiment of the way I've felt many times in my own life, coupled with like some crazy shots of like like you saw him in a full out sprint and then it just like kind of off like 12 feet to his left you would see the dark shadow of a dog running next to him you know and yep. it, like why didn't they attack him and kill him it was almost like they were playing with him you know what i mean yeah i i have like two that words scene for, that scene was so fucking scary i have one word for you huh pumas pumas that's how i feel whenever i'm up north <laughs> you weren't listening to anything that I just said for the last 30 seconds because you wanted to say the word pumas. <laughs> I mean, th- th- there's half truth to that. No, no, no. Um, no, that's no. 100%. You don't, you don't know what I was just talking about. You were little, you're talking about him running back through the I, and by the time he gets back to the house, <laughs> he's in a full sprint. And yes, I was. That is not um, at all what I was talking about. <laughs> yes, it is. I know. <laughs> Yes, it is what you're talking about. I know, I know, I, I know. I just wanted to fuck with you because you, you you got that look no, on like, your face because, where you where your eyes went dead, and I know you're not listening oh, to me anymore. No, that because, was because I farted. That was oh. because I farted and I couldn't stand the smell. When your eyes rolled back in your head, how bad was it? Jesus, <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> no, the that feeling though of being out in the woods and seeing those eyes—that oh. is like my my most petrifying fear is being out in the woods and seeing a predator stalking you and knowing there is not shit that I can do if this animal decides to fucking stalk me. Except There's you have, nothing that you can do. Except you have an irrational fear of mountain lions. in Because they're there, James. In lower Michigan. <laughs> I'd be there. I'd, I'm more... No, of, mid. Mid-Michigan. Not lower, mid. I'm more afraid of wild dogs than I am of pumas. <laughs> Oh, you just Not made me, me you just made me puma pants. Um <laughs> I'm more I'm more afraid of what dude, I I've been, have you ever been chased by wild dogs? Have you ever been chased by a puma? No. But I have been chased by wild dogs. That's not fun. Terrifying. Yeah. No, they're both terrifying in all fairness. I'm just saying like that that feeling though when when I saw that scene where he's out in the woods and there's you can see the eyes. Oh. The eyes were so effective in this movie. Yeah. Like and they do it multiple times throughout the throughout the flick. The you eyes just were see these beady eyes reflecting in the woods and it's so isolating. The eyes the whole, were this, That's the best word for this movie is isolating because like they're just they're just swarming Yeah, cuz they're cuz they're closing they're closing in on them. Yeah. Um yes. the eyes were really effective in every shot that they did that in, except for the very last shot of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Well, they were they were fake, weren't they? Well, they were they were yeah. Well, they were obviously fake, but the like yeah. too like too fake. They were like two big yellow orbs. Yeah. The, the they're in like a cave, aren't they? Like the like the idea behind it was terrifying and awesome. Oh, Mama dog. The sequel. Well, well the, the no, the idea. Well, because you see the 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 remaining three dogs running off into the mm-hmm. like as it as uh as dawn comes around, like he just like whistled. I can't do the whistle. Yeah, <laughs> and shoots that dog in the face, and then uh, <laughs> what's that sound again? 
<laughs> and and you see the and you see the the remaining three dogs running back out into the to the wilderness and then that last shot is really cool like it's it's very ominous because it's zeroing in on this cave where they live and you know like this like maybe it's over for that family but it's not over for everybody like these dogs are still gonna hunt a, a dog a dog will hunt you know so but then they end it with that shitty, that shitty, like overblown, two giant glowing yellow orbs. I was like, why would you? You were you yeah, did, the, it did you did you it, did the eyes so well throughout the entire movie, and then you ended it with like these big, like these two big yeah, goofy was, looking. I don't know. That was definitely a, a downfall and a letdown towards the end of the movie. That being said, if you just just kind of cut that end off, absolutely, the rest yeah. of the movie is fantastic. <laughs> Um, I love and, the fact that once again they did not use CGI dogs; they were real. These are real attack dogs. Um, and that that to these kind of movies, that and, and I I can harken back to Crawl again. The alligators in Crawl looked good. I would say seventy five percent of the time. Yeah. But when they looked bad, they looked bad. They took you out of the scenes. The 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 the. the the well, good not, thing about not having all, real not all, animals. Not all of us are watching on a fancy 4K television, oh, Michael. Shut up. <laughs> the, 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 the nice thing about having, though, real dogs in the movie is that there's never a scene where it looks fake. So right. no matter what you're doing, even if there might be something with the scene that's a little bit wonky, right. it still works because it's a real animal. It, it's still doing a real thing, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so you're not taken out of the scene uh, by that, which is is super effective. And I understand that... It's tough to film with animals, like it, you know, it can be tough at least. You know, like it's it's a, it's a whole set of circumstances that I mean these these two movies you wouldn't normally have these two movies must have had world class trainers. Well, the mm-hmm. well White God was uh, we were talking about it at the break, but White God was uh, I think her name was Teresa Ann Miller, who mm-hmm. was who was the the da- who's the daughter of Carl Miller. Who is a, a very famous dog trainer, animal trainer, um, and then this this movie the dogs were all the dogs were provided by a, a company who specifically trains attack dogs. So, like with both movies, you had you know world class trainers working on the movies, and that's yeah. ah man like I, some of the stuff that. In White God, some of the stuff emotionally that they were able to get the dogs to do was what was really striking to me. In this movie, it was just the the raw power. Yeah. You know what I mean? You were legitimately afraid of these dogs. Like, oh, you were, yeah. Like, you thought these dogs were going to break into your house, fucking kill your kids, and rape your wife. Like That's what you <laughs> thought these dogs were going to do. Like Seriously, they were like the, the worst villains so you could possibly up. imagine. Oh, I'm just saying, like, they were the worst villains you could possibly imagine, uh-huh. and like the most horrid things that a person could do. These dogs were going to do tenfold. That that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, well, and they really. I, this was kind of this was something kind of subtle, but I don't I don't know if you really like in the uh, in the first scene where the dad is um, driving around on their land and he's looking at the all the butchered sheep. Uh-huh. That's what. That's one of the things that really struck me. They weren't. None of the sheep had been um, eaten, eaten at all. No, they were just they were, killed. They were just killed. So these yep. 
these scary ass They're killing dogs were literally just out just killing things because they wanted to. Yeah. And the mom, yeah, the mom kind of, the mom explains because the mom is a vet. We didn't, we didn't mention that, but the mom is yeah. a vet, so she kind of knows, you know, animal behavior and stuff like that. And she mentions, she's like, I've never seen a pack of dogs do anything like this, but maybe if they have been inbreeding for generations and stuff like that, and that's actually a scientifically pr- proven thing across mm-hmm. all species, including humans. If you, oh, yeah. if if you have inbreeding, it. You you specifically develop uh, violent tendencies. Oh yeah, I mean I've met your cousins, <laughs> right? <laughs> All those fuck- they don't call them they don't call it bad acts for no reason. <laughs> um, one of the Everybody. things one of the things that uh, that I uh, that I thought was crazy was they did something that, uh, with the dogs that I have a big problem with when they do with human killers, <laughs> and that's You'll injure the killer, but then before you actually like kill it and make sure it's dead, you run away. Mm. And then the killer gets up and is not dead. And they did that to one of the dogs in this. And I was watching the movie and I, I took a note here and I was like, don't just stand there. Get the fuck out of Dodge. You just stabbed the fucking dog. Either kill it yeah. or leave. And like, there's one part where she stabs the dog, but it's not dead and she just sticks around. I think it's the mother that does it. It's like, what yeah. are you doing? Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> and and then the and, decisions made that are. Uh, and I agree with you. She should. Well, no, but but she stabbed the dog. Her kids were in that pantry though, so she couldn't like stab it and then run. But she could have kept stabbing it. Kill it. Cut its fucking head off. Like if, <laughs> if there's a dog that's trying to kill you and your family, you make sure that thing is dead. Yeah. D e d dead. Those are you know. Those are, those are big ass dogs though. They were big ass dogs. Man, they were scary. Um, there, there was, was also some... a point in the movie where the kids have the the son rather has the series of tunnels in the backyard. That's and pretty cool, in order by to the get way. Through the tunnels, that's, they are that's very pretty. Cool. That's a pretty cool f- fort for a in lad. In order to get through the tunnels, though, to get back to like their big like pole barn, basically like shed area in the mm-hmm. back of the property, they have to crawl on their hands and knees. I don't know that it is super wise for humans to have to go through a series of tunnels on their hands and knees, knees, when the dogs can just run straight through them and they're not being quiet. That was my big thing about this whole movie is that they they disregarded the fact that dogs can sense a human in the room just based on smell without any kind of like sight at all. A dog would know you're in the room and know exactly where you are based on your stink. Right. And they made it out to be like to where they could fool the dogs by just being quiet. That would never happen. Well, yeah, there were there were times um, and and there were a couple times where that was covered like uh there was one time like when the mom's hiding behind the door. That that dog was literally less than a foot away from her. That dog would she, have smelled her immediately. She had stepped like they made it a point to show that she had just stepped in dog shit, though. That was not at that time. That was afterwards. No, dog it wasn't. shit was after that. No, it wasn't. Because she scraped it off of her foot and like threw it on the ground. So okay, fine. Even no, she she scraped it off of her foot with a knife, and then she went yeah. down in the basement and she saw that dog, and then she tried to walk into the other room, and he started coming toward her, so she hid behind a door, and he yeah. actually he actually started to come toward her, and I think it was because he smelled. 
the dog still, shit. I still don't think that her stepping in dog shit would have covered up her scent enough. No. But they did have another point in the movie, though, where they, there was a callback um, that I thought was completely wasted. In the beginning of the movie, there's a scene where the mother uh, makes sure to tell the son to grab the dog pee and put it in the refrigerator. Samples. So like dog, dog pee samples, yeah. Dog pee sample, yeah. So that was the thing that was established in the beginning of the movie. And I'm thinking around this exact time, like, oh, they're going to grab the pee and they're going to douse themselves in dog urine so that they don't smell like a human, right? It's the same that they do with, like, deer piss and, like, other stuff. Like, that's the actual thing that people sure. do to disguise their, their scent. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, at the end of the movie, the kid's in the tunnel and he just dumps the sample of dog pee on the ground, basically, to draw them away from them. And it's like, okay, fine, I, I get what he was doing, but that was nowhere near as effective as it would have been with them wiping on their bodies to try to, like, camouflage themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I, I was really expecting that to happen, and when it didn't, I was, like, a little bit let down. Not enough <laughs> to make me, like, dislike it, but I was definitely a little bit let down. Like, that was a wasted opportunity for some yeah, really cool Yeah, I scene. agree. I agree, because when I saw the kid reach into the fridge and grab the pee samples, I was like, oh, this kid's smart. Uh-huh. Like he's gonna, and then and then he's just in these shitty tunnels, and he pours one of them on the ground, and I'm like, really? That's that's all you're doing with it? Another thing that they that they like, they try to um, uh, give attention to in the beginning of the movie that didn't have much of a payoff. Why was the kid stealing and hoarding bullets? Yeah, I didn't understand that either. Like they set it up in the beginning to where this kid's in his fort in the tunnels. And he's got this little like secret uh, little cubby hole with a with a tin can, and he opens the or the the, the, the tin uh, container thing, uh, and he opens it, and there's like uh, two bullets and some other garbage in there, basically. Yeah. And so they show that, and then he puts it away real quickly, and so you know right off the bat those two bullets are going to come into play. Sure. Um, and he does end up giving them to his father uh, to to shoot some of the dogs, but it's not in a scene. That really is all that important. I mean, he well, I mean the I mean the the final bullet is the one that puts down the dog that is about to eat the mom's face. So yeah, that but, but they didn't but, build it but, to where it was a scene that that, that but they needed that. But they built it, it. They built it up. They built it up to be something that never was explained. I agree with you. Like they show him looking at those two bullets, so you know that they're going to be important. And then mm-hmm. they go they. They cut to, uh, well, when all this shit starts happening, the dad goes, and this is one of the problems I have too, the dad goes and he finds he's got two uh, two cartridges left in the in the box, and, and then he goes to the mom and he's like, are there any cartridges left? And she goes, I had to move them out to the, uh, the shop or whatever she was yeah. calling, the clinic, because shells kept going missing shells kept going missing he literally only took two of them and there was only two in the box that the dad found and then there was two more there was only when she said i moved them out to the clinic there's only two there was only two so they only ever owned six bullets and that's one of the major (laughs) problems that i had about this 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 movie was he's a farmer in australia who who tends who tends sheep? Yeah, you would have a lot of bullets 
dude, and you you'd guns, be probably. yeah, you'd be fucking loaded down with yeah. ammo and guns because like even if it's not a killer pack of crazy creepy inbred dogs you're going to be dealing with dingoes and and i don't know if they have coyotes boxing I, I saw it was, yeah boxing roo- like <laughs> like even if you're not dealing with a lot of shit out there like i i would it's have to, i would really dude the dirt can kill or, you. or like, wild everything or, or wild you. wild boar even wild yeah. boar could come on like i have to imagine if you're in australia and you're a farmer and you have livestock you've got a decent cachet of weapons and ammo. Yeah. I was like that I was, was like, there's no way this guy's only got six bullets in his entire compound. Yeah, that was a bit That's unbelievable ridiculous. to me too. Um and 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 unfortunately it's stuff like that that kind of sticks out like a sore thumb in yeah. a movie like this where it's like I I liked the movie. Like I said, I didn't have as big of a problem with one as I did Crawl, which it's ironically they're kind of the exact same movie. Like, I just thought this one was I just thought this one was executed better. That's mm-hmm. all. I, I, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I just thought it was executed better, but it's not without its faults. Yeah. Um. That being said, it's still a fun watch. Like it's still a really fun animal attack, just survival movie. It was good. You know, I had you strip it, it down yeah. to what it is, yeah. and just kind of forgive it for its faults. It's still a fun movie. I would watch it again in a heartbeat. Oh, definitely. Had me on the edge so. of my seat. The uh, the attack scenes are crazy. The power the of the dogs first, is amazing. The very first attack scene comes out of nowhere like it goes from being the first 10 15 minutes of the movie i thought like i said were a little bit boring like i just i just kind of felt they could have when you when you say the first attack scene are you skipping the old couple in the beginning i am i am so So that that is something that happened that did happen and 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 it was cool and all but it it didn't really like it's like it didn't start well that was well that was with like a it, I don't know. Like, well, that was started, the cold. Was like a, that was the that was the cold open. Like they were, yeah. They were giving you a taste of what was to come, but not the whole but thing. Instead of a cold open that goes off like a gunshot, it was a cold open that went off like a cap gun. Does that make sense? Like to me, at least, like it, it just, makes sense. It was but cool, but it, it wasn't. Makes, it makes sense, it wasn't but I just like crazy. crazy it makes good. sense, but I disagree. Like the screams of the wife alone were like blood curdling. I, I don't know. It was. It was what it was. But then, like after that, though. I just felt like the next like ten to fifteen minutes were just kind of boring, and I felt like they could have structured it better. Like you have the father <laughs> that goes out and finds the uh, the, the, the 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 dead sheep, right? Mm. He goes out and he finds all that, and then they go to the kid in his tunnels. I feel like if they put the kid in his tunnels and then some stuff with his mother first, and then they go to the father finding the dead sheep, it would have built better. They were they cutting back to. It. They, they were cutting back and forth backwards. between all three of them, though. Yeah, but the way that they built the tension, though, I felt like it was a little bit backwards. Did That's you all. notice? I, I would have structured it differently. Did That's you all. notice in the beginning too that after the dad found the first few sheep, there was a there was a quick like three second cutaway scene to where it cuts to the six dogs sitting on a hilltop watching the dad. I was like, I was like, that's kind of that's kind of badass. Like, you just showed your your antagonist in the light of day, just mm-hmm. sitting there watching and waiting. Like that was it's it was kind of it was kind of chilling, you know. But it wasn't. But again, though, it wasn't. I liked the fact that they kind of flashed it. And it was like a, if a, if you blink, you'll miss it kind of mm-hmm. thing. But I kind of felt like if they're going to show it though, they need to use it more to draw. Suspense, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I felt like it was just layered weird. The beginning of the movie was just kind of edited in a weird way that that didn't build to where I felt it should be. 
Mm. I could also be very wrong on this. It was just—it's a personal preference thing. That's all, you know. I—I I, I personally, I—I I don't know. I felt like it. I felt like it flowed pretty well okay. because well, it's really. I mean, you—you you get a sense for you get a sense of what's going on with the farm. You get a sense of what's going on financially with the family. You get a sense mm-hmm. of the family dynamic, and then and then that leads up to. You know the lawyer and what happened, whatever happens with oh, him. And, <laughs> um, so I don't know. I thought I thought it moved along pretty well. And like yeah, you said I'm, earlier, this was an hour and a half long movie. I felt like I watched a like a forty-five minute short yeah, film. Yeah, you know, it did. It moved really quick, which yeah. was which was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. It's on. Um, you can get it on Amazon Prime if you just sign up for a free thirty-day trial for the IFC channel. Basically, yeah, I did. Uh, uh, just cancel it before 30 days and you can get this for free but uh, honestly honestly what i I do what i do with those is i i because they still give you the the 30 days even if you Uh cancel right away so i do the free 30-day trial i cancel it the next day and then you can still watch stuff for yeah that's what i always do yeah yeah so yeah that's uh that's paying for it it's the ifc midnight or yeah ifc midnight uh yeah same kind of yeah i ifc midnight uh um, films free subscription on Amazon if you want to watch this mm. movie. Otherwise, you can pay for it wherever the hell you want. But I mean, that's how I did it. So yeah, we have one more thing to do here. Uh, we got to pick for the next month. Let's pick back, for the next month. We are book. back already on that train. So we have five weeks to choose from for this week, and uh, we still have multiple things. Oh, the I, old trusty I, Bud Light box. I see you brought out the Bud Light box of fortune. <laughs> All right. So the first week, which is going to be uh, May, where are we at here? May 3rd. First week, we have, I still want to say most of these are mine, because I think we did a lot of yours to be mm-hmm. but, um, yep, well, <laughs> next week we have a bad brew. Yeah. Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> That's not Good even a horror flick. movie. <laughs> okay. It's a sci-fi flick. All right. Oh, yeah. Jupiter, I, you know what? Dogmen on uh, roller skates. That's all I'm going to tell you. Okay. okay. <laughs> so the following week, on the 10th of May, we have a couple in here that I know I put in that I'm hoping for. Oh, it's one of yours. Oh, oh my God, James. What? We have two bad brews in a row. No, 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 no. We can't do yep. that. Yep. Uh, yep. No. House of the Dead. <laughs> oh boy, we're in for. <laughs> we need lots of booze for two uh, weeks in a row. Should be an interesting we'll couple of weeks. Yeah, maybe we'll swap one of these uh, just to uh, just to put some some <laughs> some goodness in between them. It's, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so this will be then uh, for the seventeenth. We got. Let's see here. We're too good at uh, rolling paper into uh, things here. Uh, this is one of yours, actually. Oh. It's called Stay in the Light. Oh, okay. Lights out and darkness falls. Lights out and darkness falls. So let's do this. Why don't that's, we put this one on the 10th? Okay, that's good. And yeah. then we'll put that in between the two bad brews. <laughs> even, though I'm pr- even though I'm pretty sure darkness falls could fall under the bad brews <laughs> category. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It'll be a, it's going to be a fun month. Screw it. <laughs> Um, so that's you know, I, there, I came up with the idea for that show literally two years ago. Like yeah, I've, right. I've had that show on my docket for two years. So that's good. Go. All right. So this is going to be for the, uh, 
are we at here? The 24th of May. Another one of yours. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Director Spotlight, Richard Stanley. Nice. Dust Devil and Color Out of Space. Yeah. Definitely looking forward to that. Dude, I've, I've been desperate for some Nick Cage in my life. Yep, yep. Oh my god! There's one of mine in here that I can't wait to get to. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's afraid. gonna be this one. I know it is. I can I feel can it. Hope. I, I can feel it. You know, what? I'm gonna repick. No, oh, that was you. Just no, you just fucked it, dude. That was the one. You had the one in your hand. That was yours. Well, I, I dropped it, so I gotta find it now. Here it is. All right. Last but not least, for the 31st of May. It's the one I wanted. <laughs> Is it really? It's the one I wanted. Is it really? Show me. Uh, dinner special at the Rainforest Cafe, my friend. We Can have Cannibal Holocaust. And Cannibal Holocaust and the Green Inferno. Oh, nice. All right. Yes. <laughs> I have wanted to do Cannibal Holocaust on this show since we started it four years ago. Have we not done Green Inferno already? No, sir, we have not. Oh, I think right. we might have briefly talked about it, but that's it. I just okay. didn't have to. Look at that. Cool. Um, so those are your picks. Uh, it's going to be a good month of May. <laughs> All I can say, it's going to be a good month of May. It's so. going to be May. Um, as always, I will get that up on uh, as a graphic on our Instagram so that you can always refer to it for uh, the next month. Yep. And um, yeah. All there right. We go. Well, that's it for this week. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on the aforementioned Instagram and also Facebook and also SoundCloud at the Buzz to Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzz to Kill PC. You can also find us on all major uh, streaming services. Obviously, you've already found us, so please tell a friend or two, not three, then you're getting greedy. Look for us on TikTok. Look for us on TikTok. We're going to be popping and locking until our dicks fall off. Um, well, you can find <laughs> us on TikTok, but the only thing that I'm going to be popping are actual Tic Tacs. That's it. And I'm going to be awkwardly staring to the camera for about five minutes with a different flavor of Tic Tac <laughs> every week. Once can a we, week. Can we please until, start? Until, until the we, flavors are gone, can, and that's the end of it. Can we please start a TikTok <laughs> and actually do that? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> Watch us get rich um, for just getting millions of followers for watching us pop Tic Tacs oh all God. day. I, um, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. Uh, uh, so yeah. So if, next week. If, so next week, uh, Jupiter ascending. Okay. That's it. I, I'm looking forward to. It. I've seen it, and I have thoughts on it, and I cannot wait to see how much you love hate this movie <laughs> i've seen it and <laughs> I, I, I i have not seen it and i know it's gonna suck but uh we're doing it anyway so mm, no way <laughs> that dog man channing tatum on on galactic roller skates it's the greatest thing in the entire world <laughs> gets worse every time you say it <laughs> all right well that'll do it for this week huh that's it all right all right sir cheers brother cheers and we will see you guys next time see you next week Try to have a good night.